Oh, hey guys. I'm just sitting on this hill watching the fall of the city of Troy in the year 1200 BC. But that's not why I'm here. I first want to thank the Tobins for being on the podcast. Every bit of energy we put into this episode was matched by both of them, and I really hope to work on some projects with these guys in the future. We also talk about some upcoming projects and things we have in the works, so keep an eye out for that. Also, don't forget to rate and review us, as that helps our analytics more than you'd think. I'll see you soon on stage or in the next episode. But until then, enjoy this one. And remember, Sick Simper Tyrannus. Have you ever wanted to spend more time with your boy, but you just can't quite fit more in? Well, let me tell you how to turn that smoke break into a bonding experience. All new, children's cigarettes. <laughs> now in strawberry vanilla and starburst flavors. <laughs> I want to do a whole episode of fake ads because we're so good at ad reads. Uh, <laughs> uh, you got a spare hour and a half to spend? Spend it listening to the Tobin Brothers on Tobin's Talking Shit. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> just enough yeah. time for a cigarette. It's just like that's yeah. the time that I have for my kids is a cigarette break. Yeah, a cigarette break. <laughs> now back to work in the mines, boy. <laughs> God. Welcome to the Questionable Guide to Life. Uh, we're joined today by uh, Tobin's Talking Shit. It's a... Fucking great podcast. If you like this podcast, you'll like that podcast. That's that's just how I'm going to put that. But uh, we're joined by uh, Paul and Chris Tobin. Hello. I'm Paul. I'm Chris. And, and thank man. you guys so much for having us. Yeah, this is yeah. this is already lots of fun. <laughs> yeah. We try to have a lot of fun, man, because like we we've incorporated like bits of like improv in other episodes. I made Johnny do this whole improv thing with me where I was an insecure caveman that was like eloquently spoken. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, well, what me do? Like me feel like socioeconomic disappointment. <laughs> and you were like, and <laughs> like that episode where the caveman comes back on uh, aqua Teen with the fucking, uh, uh, Game system that Fry oh, the Ugni McTosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, man. It's been so long since I've seen Aqua Teen. Uh, but that's a classic. I made it my life's goal to become Carl. So um fuck yeah. that's where I'm at. Oh, can we swear? All right. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, you can. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, dude. Right, we sure. have an episode where we talk about the concept of like you know, suicide by cop. Like we have a come by cop episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would work. <laughs> so uh, essentially, uh like you know how you have people that are like extreme masochists and, and they're just you know, they want pain, it's like their whole thing. Um oh, yeah. well, you you can't find anybody, you're lonely enough that you're like, you know what? I'm going to go commit a crime. And it's like, you do it light enough that when the cops approach, they pull out their taser. And then you like, you just resist enough that they tase you. And you're like, oh, thank you, officer. It's like, I don't know what's happening. Oh God. Oh shit. He's coming. Uh, and that's come by cop. 
was found with a belt already around his neck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do that thing where you say stop resisting. It's so sexy. <laughs> the, the, the long con for that is move to like London where they just have billy clubs so they just beat the shit out of you like oh yeah, yeah. Just screaming thank you I can <laughs> see this now as like a fight club style film Hell where yeah. people just go around London trying to get their ass beat yeah <laughs> American pervert in London yeah <laughs> <laughs> So I I wanted to talk to you guys about like so I want to talk about the wisdom app like first of all um cuz they invited us like we got an email with an yeah. invite and they gave us like the highest form of verified like immediately and right. there are like investment bros on there that don't e- that aren't even verified it was like, what what made us important enough for that yeah, I mean, they did the same thing to us. They, I was like, the my first question was, how much do you want? How much money? Because that's what I thought it was. So yeah. They were like, oh, no money, just join our thing. I was like, all right, see what this is. Is this Wishpond? Is this that no. thing? <laughs> oh, okay. No, Wishpond does want money. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so Wisdom is like this app where you give people advice, which I feel like is, like, I... I feel like I have given people some really good advice. I even put music behind it and everything. Like I, I go the whole nine yards. Yeah. Like I make it a sexual experience. Nice. Um, but, <laughs> but I've noticed that since we got on wisdom and since we switched to a cast shout out a cast, um, our numbers have just like skyrocketed. That's, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. Just, just from this weird fucking app where random people give people advice and like, we get all these questions that are, you know, uh, just super personal. And I'm like, fuck, man. Like, you're really, yeah. you're really putting some shit on me. I equate us giving out advice as a friend knocking on the door and me answering the door in my underwear, dunking an Oreo and whiskey and going, boy, you've come to the right place. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me tell you a little something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have. I when we signed up, I I went on. I haven't done too much digging around, but there was one question that was like, "What is success to you?" It's like, well, uh, if I was able to do this full time, that would be success. So I don't know, but I haven't looked yeah. at many of the other questions. Like you're like, asking the wrong person. I don't know how to successfully run a podcast. Yeah, some <laughs> of these questions require you to like be able to cry during your answer. <laughs> right. You got to give us got- some examples. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. What's your personal definition of purpose? It's like, what gets you through your darkest moments? Drugs? Like, when was the last time you listened to your inward voice and not to society or family? What happened? (laughs) Some of those questions, I'm like, who hurt you? Yeah, who hurt you? And why are you asking a comedian and a musician? Like. I'm the last person to tell you. I deflect. The other one that geeks me out all the time is we get like a lot of religious questions where they're like, what is the source of holiness in the universe? (laughs) A whole country? I don't know. That's about as good an answer as we can give. (laughs) The source of holiness. Yeah, I mean, I guess you'd have to like 
like go into like deep uh like i like shit that's beyond me like descartes and fucking like uh what is human empathy and like what determines right and wrong and and uh mm-hmm. like yeah i don't know that that one would i'd i'd have to sit there for like 20 minutes with somebody if they were some asked. of these i've really had to think on yeah yeah and then the worst part, they're like, you've got 30 seconds to answer. Go. Yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah You don't I'm have like, long. Figure it I'm out. I'm like watching the time countdown. I'm like, I haven't said everything. <laughs> like, all right, listen, I'm Jesus and so are you. Let's get that out of the way. Um, <laughs> Let me just start off by saying Yeezy. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Are you guys religious? I mean, no judgments. Like, I don't know. Uh not really. Like it religion's always been kind of a a weird thing for me. Um and so like now in my adult life, when people ask me that, I the only answer I can really give is like I don't really do religion. Hmm. Like it's not something I like seek out learning a lot about and i just i don't go to church you know i I just it's not a part of my life at this point and that's just kind of where i sit with it even though that's a it seems like a cop-out answer but that's the best answer i can give so agnostic essentially yeah (laughs) yeah i think i spent spent the first 20 of my or 18 years of my life having to fucking go to church all the time and take religious classes and shit like that. And, uh, like I know enough about it to know what a huge waste of time it is. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm one of those people where, where like I look at it historically and historically religion is just a way to explain stuff that people couldn't explain back in the day. But now we have explanations for a lot of that stuff whether like mm-hmm. scientifically or like just through human experience or like we know that the sun goes down because of the earth's rotation <laughs> like right. we're not like we're not like well you see what happens is that the night the night god <laughs> chases the the sun god away and they're in a perpetual battle for the sky and i'm just like yeah you guys and i'm just tucking away my shrines i love imagining like the times where they would like sit around and like it, like that's like deep uh uh high thought is um you know well so then does you know does it does the god actually take no his son you know he'll he'll uh carry the sun into the into the sky and like oh yeah yeah that makes sense that makes sense write that down yeah. like <laughs> hey yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a really <laughs> tall mountain over there that none of us know how to get to the top of, so that's where they live. Yeah, um, yeah, true. true. <laughs> Imagine the first person to question religion, like sitting around a fire. Like, what if no God? And then there's another caveman that's just angry, like, kill. <laughs> Breaking my fucking mind, dude. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean there's no afterlife? Uh, back when back when medical science was well i can pee on it or i can stick a leech on your dick which one do you want (laughs) amputate or fucking live with it like yeah Yeah. it's okay it hasn't turned green yet (laughs) i was talking to somebody today about uh about this podcast tonight um 
And they were like, so do you think they'll be able to just, you know, back and forth with y'all's sense of humor? Because you kind of have like dark senses of humor and everything. I was like, well, if they don't, we have a rival podcast. (laughs) 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 Things only get better. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Maybe that's, yeah. If I have a beef, then like, yeah, that's just attention. That's what we should yeah. do. We'll ham it up. And, we'll and be like, create the beef. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll write. We'll write. <laughs> dis, we'll write. Me and Paul will go back and forth with musical diss tracks. It'll be great. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Chris is Chris is quite the producer too. I think everybody that listens kind of gets it twisted and is like, uh, because I've I've been in a band, but like Chris, like actually, like definitely more motivated as far as like producing tracks and stuff like that so he's he's got like a fucking back catalog of shit that like we need to put I, out I get so. you I'm the editor yeah so. yeah <laughs> watch your back if you got some diss tracks you know we got see but when I write a diss track it's like that scene from scary movie uh three where he's like blowing the harmonica and he goes you bitch we've actually been uh throwing some ideas back and forth with uh the audio drama stuff we've been uh working on and we've been trying to figure out how to incorporate like an r kelly like rap opera (laughs) into a D &D setting oh shit like a trap in the closet uh, but trapped in the dungeon yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it, uh, it was very silly. And I, I went through and I, I wrote out this whole scene. And I, I, I was like, how can I make this rap now? <laughs> and it, it got to a point where I was like, okay, this is like way too convoluted. And this is episode one, so like I need to just carry on. But there will be a scene um, that I have actually started on where a bard challenges uh one of the characters to a uh, a game of of rhyme and he does his little like bardic tune and then the character then uh freestyle raps and disses him in return nice <laughs> yeah it's gonna be fucking great oh yeah uh, oh the other one that's the other scene that's gonna be great is cat court i'm so excited for cat court <laughs> cat court's a thing yeah Wait, hold on it's gonna be a cat courtroom elaborate <laughs> So uh, two of our characters are going to have uh, basically an altercation with a cat in the streets. And like one of them says shit like fucking cat. And like everyone just turns and they're like, <gasps> <laughs> and like, and then it cuts to them in court and, uh, <laughs> and they're just surrounded by cats. There's a cat judge um, and the cat that they, uh, they racially profiled um, walks in. <laughs> His name is Mr. Whiskers. And like when he's on the stand, he's like, meow, meow, meow. And they're like, that's a, that's a fucking lie. You're going to say shit like, uh, just because you don't speak common doesn't mean I don't speak cat. <laughs> and gonna, it eventually leads to one of the characters like hopping over and being like, I'll fucking kill you. And, uh, <laughs> okay. We've been having a lot of fun with these. Um, and I was actually, uh, after probably after the episode, um, I want to talk to you guys about uh, some stuff we're working on, actually, that we would love to incorporate other people into. 
Oh, fuck yeah, man. We're trying to incorporate as many people into these as we can um, because this is going to be a... I'm working on a full-on audio drama production company. um, And so we're going to be releasing them on Spotify and like 35 other networks. And we're going to have a Patreon. We're going to see where that goes um, because I'm just super passionate about, you know, about writing. And I discovered audio dramas like a year or two ago. And that's kind of been my life ever since. Nice. Oh, yeah. Chris, weren't your neighbors producing like, um, and this is pre uh, uh, only murders in the building. Um, they were producing like a murder mystery podcast next door. Like, yeah, we'd be recording in like this, like one bedroom apartment. And then we'd uh-huh. like go out for a smoke and like see them. And they're, they're also just completely different, like written material and like, you know, like Foley work and shit like that, which yeah, sounds awesome. But um yeah, it was just like we're just getting really stoned and and drunk in here. So cheers, and we'll see <laughs> you in in an yeah. hour. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> fair. Um, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, we like the whole unscripted thing, and we haven't found a lot of other podcasts that are doing what we're doing. And so when I stumbled across Tobin's talking shit, I was like, "This is." The same magic we're trying to create. <laughs> this is the same thing. Yeah, we have to have these guys on. I mean, yeah. like, I think, and before I lose it, I do want to go back to, I caught a lot of shit for saying that I would punt a cat, like, a couple years back. But, um, <laughs> so, uh, but I think that, like, so you're a stand-up comedian. I think that, like, long-form improvisational like mm-hmm. not but not in the sense of like trying to create a herald or anything but with like but i think that this is just like a different art like some people sit down and yeah. and are able to just banter and and our friends even like that we'll have on like i think it has to do with like the relationship that you have with that person and um mm-hmm. you know like what like the the commonalities and stories and lifestyle and shit like that and like i mean sometimes opposites attract but um like the, it, it totally i long form no no plan in sight like obviously we have like little bits that we do but um yeah you guys are the same like i think this is this is what the people want right like just nonsensical yeah Yeah. well it's what they're Uh, getting it's a distraction (laughs) from like the monotony of everyday life if you just hear two people like just riffing on stupid shit for like two hours right it takes you away from everything yeah yeah and, and and i do have notes uh but like i it's just like stupid little like funny thoughts that i've had right. throughout random days that i want to talk about yep yeah mm-hmm. i'll have a note that i like, do the same shit, shit the tub and then yeah <laughs> uh, yeah that's it Love that. <laughs> that could go for a minute or that could go for you know 30 minutes depending yeah. on what well, we had like last night we uh uh, we needed to get a pack of smokes before we went to the, oh the Adam Sandler show. So right right behind where I live, there's this little place called La Rancherita, and it's like a little fucking Mexican bodega. And <laughs> I walked in there. The, the first time I walked in there to get a pack of smokes, I was like, I need Marlboro Lights. And they were like, no, we only have this type of Marlboro. I was like, all right. And I grabbed that kind. This time when we go in there, they only had two more packs of cigarettes. And they were fucking... <laughs> Palmall 100 black menthols. 
Oh, yeah. The hardest yeah. cigarette I've ever had in my life. Like, it yeah, was... the old grit and grime. <laughs> yeah. Or, or the, old, the old welfare 3000s. Hell yeah. <laughs> Also, it just reeked of a store that's like doing something else to make money. It was like, what do you mean you offer cigarettes, but you have one kind and only two packs of the same kind? Like that, it, yeah. that was insane to me that like they they were just like, they were like no cigarettes. Well, and, oh, sorry, go yeah, ahead. And we walked we walked in and there was this long line. So I'm like, all right, we'll go get at the back of the line and then i noticed that the front of the line was moving but the back of the line wasn't so i i we end up walking past everybody and as we're walking past everybody to get to the like little front register i realized oh these are all people waiting in line to cash checks so it's like is this place <laughs> somehow making money off of cashing illegal <laughs> yeah what's happening the stuff in the store as a front? I don't know. Yeah, it you went funny. in for cigarettes and unraveled an entire like underground industry. <laughs> Dude, they've got like yeah. a they've got a door in the back that leads to buying gremlins and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, if we found that Mogwai, man, it would have been. Yeah, a don't smoke place. these cigarettes after midnight. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't take him to see the Sandman. And then <laughs> which Adam Sandler constantly referred to himself throughout the show as the Sandman. I was like, all right, but good on Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I, I appreciate a self-appointed nickname. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the Sandman loves it in Raleigh. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Who the fuck is this? Yeah. I'd be like, I'd be like, you're calling yourself the Sandman. So is your comedy supposed to put me to sleep or what's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's fucking cool. I will like no no disrespect to Adam Sandler, but we we got yeah. those tickets for free. So like, yeah. I also yeah. I also found out that me and you guys were in the same building at some point this year. Oh, okay. And did not run into each other because I had tickets to the Clerks Three showing on Halloween as well. Oh no shit! Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, I uh, was in the orchestra section, like third row back. <laughs> like, whoa, dude, <laughs> yeah, that's sick, man. Yeah, we got our tickets late. How, how yeah. about that guy that did push-ups, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Some asshole. Like, <laughs> you, you tell it. Sorry. I don't want to <laughs> tell it. I, I don't. Think... I don't remember everything. I was. I like. I literally got shit-faced drunk before I went. Okay. Oh so, yeah, like... yeah, yeah. Did the fucking yeah? That's right. So there was like they specifically and like knowing Kevin Smith, like it's like this is going to be long-winded, and they specifically were like. Nobody's here to like hear about your podcast or anything like that. And I think it was like second question. This guy was just like, um, I do push-ups for like charity to like help like raise awareness for this. And like Kevin Smith was like, Thank you. Like that's very respectable. And then like he went on for another two minutes about like, Yeah, I'm up to like six thousand push-ups this week, and you can follow me on like YouTube at like pushupguy.com. Oh <laughs> like it was just yeah. a nightmare. And uh, he finally got his fucking way to the question. And then it was actually a decent Can question. Can I do push-ups for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it might as well have been. My question for you is, how many push-ups do you think I can do? Yeah. <laughs> find out. It turns out you can do a lot of push-ups. You're there for like two hours. And that was the rest of the night. Good. Yeah. And me, yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm sitting there watching it going, none of these count. 
Because yeah. <laughs> he wasn't going all the way down at all. He was doing like like half ass push-ups, dude. Like, that's the that's the art that's the army drill sergeant in me just going like no full extension yeah. all the way down. <laughs> Wait, were you in the army? Really? I was, yeah. Wow. I did uh, how long did you serve? Six years and two months. Wow. Oh shit. Did you Yeah. So so backstory on my life. So I, I grew up in Virginia, uh just south of DC. Um I was like did the whole like growing up in the suburbs shit up there. Um then my parents got divorced when I was a senior in high school. My dad moved down here to North Carolina. Um so I ended up uh getting kicked out of my mom's house and it come ended up coming down here to live with my dad. Um and then I like that was in like 2015 2014 2015 time frame. Mm-hmm. Um and then I was I lived in Carborough at the time cuz I got my own apartment. Um then I got really into like uh like cocaine and drugs and shit like that and I just was going down a bad like hole. And then uh my stepmom Pam I was like, was like, you need to get your fucking shit together. So like, cause if it's so like, either it's join the military or go to jail. Those are really your two options right now. And I was like, I, I think I'll go to the one where, you know, <laughs> I have free will outside of my job. So, yeah. so I joined the army, uh, at like at age 21 in 2015. And then, uh, they immediately sent me to Colorado as my first duty station. Uh, which was a major test for a former drug addict to go to a legal weed state Ooh. in a job where I'm not allowed to smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, so I was there for like two months, and then immediately they're like, "You're going to the desert," and they sent me to Kuwait for three months. Ooh, fuck. Wow. And then, when then I when I got back from Kuwait, uh, stayed in. Uh, Colorado for another year, and then they were like, you're going to go to Europe to strengthen NATO allies, because Putin's getting crazy. Mm. So they sent me <laughs> over there, and I was in, like, Poland, Romania, Lithuania, like, Germany, Austria, like, all the all of the UN countries essentially, and all we were doing was just, like, getting drunk on the economy and, like, setting up targets for tank competitions. There you go. <laughs> How many vampires did you kill in Romania? <laughs> I don't like to talk about it. It's a dark time for life. And fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's the the VA's got, like, group vampire therapy. Oh, oh, funny story, though, from Romania. So, in Romania, like, the Romanian dollar, the Romanian lei, is only worth like a quarter of American money, right? Right. But everything there, like dollars to product ratio, is the same. So, like, if you roll in with twenty dollars, you're just like fucking loaded in Romania. Oh, but yeah. we paid. So we paid this cabbie one day because we were going to Bronca- Dracula's castle to see the castle. So we paid a cabbie three hundred Romanian lei to just be our cab driver for the day. Um. And, but he like the funny thing about this cab driver, he looked like a really, really, really ripped Romanian Liam Neeson. <laughs> so like, so like, and like he spoke okay English, but anytime he would say something like like cool or like stoic, we'd be like, "That's right, Liam. That's right." <laughs> like, call, call, you in the cab. Call, I'll keep you safe. Call somebody a anyway, black bastard. <laughs> and he was just the right amount of racist to be Liam Neeson too. 
So like we'd like we'd like drive past like a gypsy camp, right? Because they hate gypsies in Romania. We drive past a gypsy camp, and you just hear him under his breath, be like, "Fucking gypsies!" And like keep driving. Casual racism. And then late later on, same countries, same deployment. Uh, my my roommate at the time was he's like still my best friend to this day. I still talk to him all the time. His name was. Mario Re- Mario Cesar Rivera Vélez. He was like the most Mexican dude ever. But like uh yeah. he uh he uh got really fuck he had just binge watched like all of white collar, right? Like cuz that's all you have to do on deployment is like binge watch old TV shows that you can get mm-hmm. a hold of on somebody's random ass hard drive they pirated it onto. Nice. So like he he watched all of white collar and then he got shit faced. <laughs> And then he thought that he was in white collar. He's like, I am white collar. (laughs) So we're like in this town in Romania called Fagarash, which is like a town that has like a castle in the middle of it. That's like surrounded by a moat. So he's like, he's like really drunk. He's like, no, bro, they're chasing me, bro. They're chasing me. So he like runs like straight takes off down the fucking road. Right. And we're like chasing him, trying to get him before he causes an international incident. Right. So like he's like he's like he bolts straight for the castle, fucking starts taking his pants off and dives into the fucking moat. <laughs> like like but like the way he got into the moat was the most like ridiculous shit I've ever seen. He like took his pants off, took his shirt off, and they did like the Jesus T pose and fell backwards into the water. Oh <laughs> and then swims then he's swimming. He gets about halfway and gets tired. <laughs> so, so Hernandez, the guy who was supposed to be him, is like, fuck, now I gotta get in the fucking water. <laughs> and he starts, like, taking his shit off. And then suddenly, dude just gets his second wind and swims back. <laughs> and then we, like, we, like, force him into a cab. Like, like we I'm had to, like, force he didn't him go the other Hernandez way. If he was already ha- to make sure that <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. He he forced oh, him to get oh, in. Yeah, yeah. You you cut out there for a second. Yeah. So we forced. Sorry, uh, my internet's wonky right now. Spectrum, but um, we forced oh, him yeah. into a cab, and Hernandez gets in the cab with him to make sure he makes it back to where we're staying, like safely. And apparently, on the way back, he gets another one of these like white collar episodes. Uh, and he's like, the cab, he's one of them. And he starts choking the cab driver out with his seatbelt. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. So the cab driver pulls off the side of the road and, like, throws him out of the cab. And he's, like, fucking cussing him out and shit. And Hernandez just hands him a $100 bill. And is like, you saw nothing. <laughs> and then and then Hernandez, the next day Hernandez was bitching because the way that the, it was set up was we were staying in tents that were at the top of this hill and the cab driver stopped at the bottom of the hill so he had to drag this drunk ex, drunk ass Mexican kid from the bottom of the hill all the way up to the tent all while he's trying to run away from the feds <laughs> and he wasn't on like acid he was just like drunk and like thought he was in a show he was just yeah, he was just so drunk. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, one time I, I mean, maybe I had. Remember <laughs> the one time? <laughs> the first time he kicked the cat. Yeah, the first time. <laughs> now, 
Uh, the first time I kicked a cat, and then I got the I got the urge to kick more. I was in Romania. <laughs> I was a little drunk. I had just watched <laughs> Cat Collar. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! I just watched the musical Cats. And, uh, <laughs> like, I just watched White Collar the musical. <laughs> and I had just done a This song sucks on Tobin's talking shit. And I was just like, the only justice for this song isn't the Zoidberg. It's to kick this fucking cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the moral the moral question pose is if there was an aggressive cat that was about to attack your dog, would you kick mm-hmm. that cat in the ribs? Oh fuck yeah, dude. I'd rugby punt the <laughs> shit out of that cat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's more combat on Sunday. I would like right, lick right. my fingers, stick it in the air to get the windage so I could get the most projectile <laughs> away from my dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would I would hop aboard uh, my uh, my fully equipped uh, artillery guns on my house <laughs> and take that thing out. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Little known fact that I have this. <laughs> Not obvious at first glance, but you move that broom and you hear a click. It's they're out. <laughs> they're there. <laughs> and as soon as you sit down, the lights dim out, and all you hear is. I get canceled for for shooting a feral cat with a turret. Now. <laughs> you had kicked him. Yeah, you fine. yeah, I should have kicked him. Release an apology on the podcast, like a questionable guide to being sorry. Mm. <laughs> like I should not have exploded that cat. <laughs> I not have broken it down at a cellular level. I like that you exploded him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's... Oh, well, you didn't know? This This. This military-grade artillery is a Mark 19. True. It's a machine gun grenade launcher. There you go. Okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It... <laughs> My dog also did not make it. <laughs> this is just a lesson on bad decision Hashtag fog of war. <laughs> you know, they say you can never be too reactive, but let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have learned the opposite. I have achieved peace, but at what cost? <laughs> now my cat, dog, and car are gone. <laughs> but at least I'm at least I'm my white. neighbor Kara died in the fire too. But that was a good riddance. <laughs> mm. so uh, I, I thought you guys might find this kind of interesting uh i've been i've been looking into this for the podcast anyway um but i feel like i've finally done all my research here um so there is this ai app called replica and people have kind of taken their attachment to this thing like a little too far um it's basically this is an AI that like you you open up the app and you can see it you know you you make its little avatar and everything and you can text it and it it learns based on things that other people text it um mm. and now you can have a relationship with it um <laughs> it will sext you and it's just it's just nudes of an avatar <laughs> yeah and 
And to take this a step further, there is a subreddit for Replica where people will uh, post and they'll be like, this is me and my partner. And it's like a, a selfie of them and then a screenshot of their Replica. And uh, they'll they'll like leave comments on it and they'll be like, oh, me and uh, me and my partner, Chris, say hi. And like, just like, like they communicate for these things. Like to each other, as if they're real people. <laughs> Wait, that's you know what that makes me think of. That makes me think of those like people that like to marry buildings and shit like that. Have yeah, heard... right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the funniest, the funniest case of that that I've ever seen. It was like a BuzzFeed video or like a Vice video or some kit something where this dude was like obsessed with his arcade machine and he had like a like absolute love for this arcade machine just because of how it looked he was like i'm sexually attracted to okay, this arcade okay so which machine, one right? though cuz that's important i don't i don't remember which one it was specifically <laughs> but all i, I remember on some ninja turtles Ooh, all i all i remember was it was in like it was in like a video <laughs> game museum right okay. and the public couldn't touch it so vice or whoever it was that was doing the piece finally got the guy to be able to like put hands on the machine and like play the oh, game no. and he and plays he, he played no he plays the game in the fucking video and says he does not like the game but he's still in love with the cabinet oh, no. I, oh my god i don't I, okay <laughs> i hate that and i was like that is the most entitled shit i've ever heard in my fucking life dude but you know what like, that's not as bad as like so i'm in arkansas which is both not great for comedy and not great in general because of like the reputation we have and there's a guy that was on my strange addiction that's married to his car mm. And he actually will put like sex toys and shit in like the tailpipe and have sex with the car. This guy's from oh Arkansas. This guy's from here. I don't know why, but I just pictured a dildo and a tailpipe, like not like that oh he God. could use, not like a sex toy that like like the he'll car's put, fucking like, flashlight in the car yeah. and fuck it. Hey, yeah. hey, do you think? Hey, do you think that guy's fam like uh, his his descendants were fucking horses? You think that's like they they would just it's the mode of transportation that he's attracted to, not necessarily the thing. <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna go more broad and just be like, you think that kid that guy's yeah. childhood was good? <laughs> like, <laughs> the guy that his car. <laughs> I wanna I wanna see what threesomes look like that guy. Hey baby, I brought home an F one fifty. You wanna get after it? <laughs> hey, some ladies, man. Some ladies would be into it. Does he yeah. let people cuck him with his car? Like, does he let them <laughs> fuck his car? <laughs> uh, you know what the worst part of that is? Is like, if that guy doesn't have a garage, he's always doing foyer shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah everything I was saying was about to be sent in a text. So hold on, let me erase that. <laughs> I hope it was, I'm sure that's I hope, safe. I hope it was going to Mama Tobin because that would have been hilarious. She'd be fine. <laughs> the the opening line was ha ha ha. I pictured a dildo and a tailpipe. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, oh, those boys are mine. 
No, those birds are just nearly podcasting again. Like, oh, those yeah. two bins are just talking shit. <laughs> the other day, I I stumbled upon something that raised like a couple thousand questions. Um, it was like literally just Trump merchandise because I was like, I didn't even know like he, he sold, you know, this shit still, but. I found a, a Make America Great Again do-rag. And that... <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> to see a dude walking down the street with his MAGA do-rag. <laughs> Make America Great, huh? <laughs> and then God. he immediately gets his ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just walking down the street, MAGA, dead ass. <laughs> I, I imagine like a uh, an older white gentleman that is just like, maybe it's time for me to wear a do rag now. Like he's not, yeah, he he's doesn't like, need yeah, it. I like, yeah, I feel like I feel like the market for that is like old racist biker dudes to have uh, it under their helmet. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Like, probably love that shit. Not to take it, not to take it to a not funny note, no, 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 and make no. it real. But I think that's what the market for it yeah, is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. But, but I, yeah. I still want to see this. Like I considered buying one because I was like, <laughs> I, I, Isn't I don't, it... don't want to do this, but like just for the curiosity. <laughs> It's kind of weird that like the whole biker like the biker scene they were like originally they were like rebels they were like fuck the government like we're outlaws and then now it's just like a bunch of old fucking racist ass right wing dentists that can afford motorcycles as a second. <laughs> it's it, you know what's funny is it's not all motorcyclists like at all it's just Harley riders like uh... when you really think about it like, because I know a bunch of dudes that ride like old Triumph Bonnevilles that are like the most liberal people you'll ever meet in your life. So it's really mm. like, like you can tell a lot about a person by what bike they choose to buy. Mm. Um, so like if you see a guy with like a bagger, like like full on tricked out, like but not like low ridden, like Dyna Low, uh, like you know Harley Davidson. I'd stay away from those guys, but if they're driving like a like an old like Kawasaki Vulcan or like some piece of shit, you bought it for two you bought it for two thousand dollars in a case of fucking Mountain Dew in West Virginia ass motorcycle. Yeah. Those guys are cool. Yeah, yeah you with that guy. Yeah, yeah. So if uh, if I hear that someone's like trying to buy a motorcycle, and I'm like, oh, what kind are you getting? They're like a Harley. I then have to start gauging how racist I think they are. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, how long have I known this Sports guy? Sports are medium <laughs> racist. The, the yeah, electric glide. I don't even know the Harley names, man. I'm I'm, so I'm just sitting there. The eight eight the eight eight three. The eight eight three. He occasionally says the word <laughs> in private. <laughs> three whiskeys in him. He starts throwing it around. <laughs> We're not impressed, Dad. No, our dad did write a Harley. <laughs> oh, fun fact though, my ex-wife. So her dad is a former Hell's Angel. <laughs> mm. Mm. Oh, <laughs> so so like when you guys are talking about like the old Rebel bikers and stuff like that, he was one of those bikers. Nice. 
<laughs> so like, but like, I don't like, and the funny thing is like, he's a white dude who is raised by like a Mexican family. So like mm. his, even though he's like white and he, like his dad clearly isn't his dad, his last name is Santos. So like mm. his name is John Santos <laughs> and he's just like okay. the whitest dude you'll ever meet, but like has the most like Spanish last name. And mm. so like, like it's it's really weird because like all his kids are white, all his wives were white. So like my ex wife's maiden name is Santos, <laughs> <laughs> but like she's she's like she's like middle of nowhere like Colorado red. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> did did she keep your last name though? Yeah, you, yeah. yeah. And my, <laughs> she's like this is and my last name my last name just makes you look like a Nazi. So like <laughs> didn't really get much benefit there. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, the Shvetna, yeah. <laughs> I really, yeah, it was like what I couldn't think of it. I was like Frank. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> Frank. <laughs> oh my god, that's so fucked up. Last name is like the Auschwitzer. Low. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking dumb. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Yeah, my last name is actually just my dad is my, my grandfather's from Venezuela. We won't talk about that though. <laughs> he switched it. Yeah, he moved there. He's like, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I I'm curious, how did you guys get into podcasting? Like what what gave you guys the desire to do this? Uh, Chris, you want to uh, take that one? Oh, um, we we actually went to uh, Kevin Smith had uh, a show at Good Nights, and during the show, he was talking about being in podcasting and how uh, like he's so glad that he has like the voice recordings of friends and family members that have passed. And like, that's the, what do you say? That's like the last thing you forget is the sound of their voice. Yeah. Like you remember their face. You remember like how they like their, their, the, like, you know, their presence and stuff. And like, even sense of smell, like, you know, cigarettes is like, uh, I'm home, like grandma's house. Um, but yeah. uh yeah like how they talked and their cadence and stuff is something that like is is kind of easy to let go and he was just talking about being glad that he had that on file and that's why we'll like anytime like families in town it's like fucking come on the show and get high or don't or like whatever but we'll we'll all just shoot the shit for two hours i love yeah. that well that's awesome so, and we started recording after that and uh, the first couple of episodes, we naturally were talking about, we actually would talk about, I think I was working downtown and walking to get to work. And uh, several times, I mean, I if I go through like my phone back then when we were doing that, like just pictures of fucking where homeless people have shit all over Raleigh early in the morning on the way to work. <laughs> the place oh, yeah. I worked at. Uh, so we'd be talking about that and just shit naturally came up in the first couple of episodes. And then we were like, Oh, Tobin's talking shit. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So, um, for, for me and Johnny, um, we were in this, uh, this community of, of, uh, of people in a game called skater XL. 
And uh, there was this little like competition that was coming up, and I was looking for a team to be on. Um, and I, I messaged uh, our friend Hans, which actually, Hans sounds exactly like uh, your guest uh, Wes. Uh, I think it's like Shrimp King. Oh, nice. Mm. Sounds exactly like him. So that threw me for a little bit. Um, <laughs> but the same Hans introduced me to Johnny, um, and then me and Johnny got in a Discord call one day. And uh, while we were doing these challenges and recording clips, and we just we hit it off, and we, I was laughing like so hard I was crying like the entire time. And I had gotten really into podcasts uh, for a little while, and Johnny threw the question out there like, "What if we start a podcast?" And uh, that was like one of the best things that I, I've ever done, honestly. Best decisions. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, a big Im- yeah, influence will. for us was we saw a couple of live um, Dino Samatopoulos and Dana Snyder of Aquatine and Dino wrote for Mr. Show and Conan and like um, they did a couple yeah. of live shows and we saw them and, and just speaking on like the whole improvisational like <clears throat> they they admittedly derive a lot of stuff from Steve Dahl and like I guess he was a Chicago mm-hmm. radio DJ that would just be like insanely honest and just like you know like you'd you'd switch over to the Dahl network and then it would just be like <sighs> like radio silence and then he's like <laughs> yeah slept on the fucking couch <laughs> Or like he wouldn't say fuck, but he'd be like, "I slept on the couch. Wife was mad that I drank. Here's here's the Beatles again, and then like play, like play a song or something." And it was just <laughs> so like, just insanely honest. And uh, when we saw those shows, it was like, "Fuck, we can do that!" Like that's that seemed. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I I just love um I love improv in general that's why we have a lot of improv things on the show um but um i also love absurdism it's my favorite form of comedy and that's absurdism is just our entire style it's my entire style of delivery um i just make things more ridiculous um but it's it's worked out is what you really ridiculous? Well. Yeah, me Never. ridiculous? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Something kind of interesting though is with Auditorium and like the audio dramas, we have a lot of absurdist um, things that we're working on that are really silly and really funny. Everyone's gonna have a ton of fun with them, but we also have some extremely sad ones that I'm working on. Um, we have one that so far is extremely gory without me intending on it being and it just kind of worked out that it it makes people uneasy and that was the point of it is it's a dread horror Mm. so it's supposed to make you feel dread the entire time Mm. is it like describing like true crime or like no so it's uh it's actually very like uh Think like a uh, cyberpunk apocalypse. Okay. Oh, like, not quite apocalypse, but like a, uh, it takes place in a cyberpunk city. Um, that is the only city on this planet. Hmm. And something has essentially wiped out everyone. And, uh, it's not a hero's story. There's no like hero's journey to it. It's a guy trying to survive. All right. And hmm. it's, 
Just it's, a, say what? Just a guy in what is it? Night City? Is that what the pretty much think like that, but it completely abandoned? Oh shit! Yeah, um, very few people left, and there are these uh, these creatures that I've created. I'm super proud of like the monster designing I've done for these things um, because it incorporates like a psychological aspect. Um, where they are these large, like on all fours, they are six, they're like six feet tall, um, completely mm. white skin with like scarlet hands. And they're like, it's fingers are talons. Um, mm. and it's got spores on its back and this, uh, these spores, essentially they release this like toxin. That's a defense mechanism and it essentially will get you high. Give you some kind of psychological disorder. Fuck yes, I immediately was so like, someone that, "I'm gonna like, roll to try and eat that spore." That's what I like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So essentially, you have characters that like now have PTSD for like some kind of thing that happened in a war, but that that war never happened. They were never there, but it's forever mm. after this happens. Yeah, and uh, uh, we. I really just wanted to go for something that um, kind of put a spotlight on mental health conditions at the same time um, oh, as yeah. someone like with anxiety and like, I, I'd funny. It, it's funny hearing someone that like makes comedy be like, Oh yeah, I, I have anxiety. I get nervous as fuck, yeah. but I do well under pressure. And that's, that's it. That's literally the only reason why it's been successful. Right. Yeah, man. No, I like we definitely struggle with like undiagnosed. Like I, I was talking to my dad this weekend about like going to a therapist and like how you you have to kind of like not be honest with a therapist entirely until you form that relationship where like you can trust them to say shit, <laughs> which is like counterintuitive about the whole thing. But um, yeah, man, like yeah. fucking fuck, like my hands sweat constantly like i i am uncomfortable most of my waking hours and um yeah it's it's definitely something that is cool that like to address and fucking just be open about and talk about so fuck yeah man that's that's great i just yeah. i like that we've been able to to do it in such a way though that it doesn't make it the entire center point but like it is very important cuz we have characters, um, uh, one of them is, has like extreme claustrophobia. And I actually talked to somebody who, who has like extreme claustrophobia yeah. for that reason. So I could write it better. Um, and they could, you know, kind of describe to me what it feels like. Um, and so like, I'm actually doing a lot of digging and a lot of research on, on some of the things that I'm going to be, uh, drawing on. Um, and there's a lot of like really personal stories in there too. Um, but I just, I just want to tell stories, man. That's my whole thing is like, I want to entertain people, whether that's like making them laugh or like moving them emotionally and making them like consider those things like mental health disorders. Yeah. yeah. So have you read like Vogler or like, um, fucking Campbell or those guys like the, the hero's journey of like the return to yeah. safety and like the meeting, like all those stages of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, man, 
It's been interesting. It really has because I had to seek out some of these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found like a, uh, a person, I had this really interesting conversation with this person. It was at like 1am and they had posted on this like forum, um, that they like just wanted somebody to talk to. And they're like, um, they don't like enclosed spaces at all, like period. And, um, but they also don't like to fucking go outside. And it was just the most interesting conversation that I had with this person. Cause they explained to me like the the fear behind everything um, and how they like, they can't explain it, but like when they're in this enclosed, you know, space, it it just feels like the walls are kind of closing in and there's just this force that they feel. Hmm. And like, that's terrifying. Like in their own homes. Some people. Yeah. Like for this person. Yes. Like every room in their home was a nightmare, but they just kind of learned to cope with it, but it was just still extreme. Yeah. Uh, how did so that's go ahead, sorry outdoors is what's the fear of outdoors? So it's like claustrophobia. Uh, agoraphobia. Yeah. Or, yeah. So they they had a combination of like claustrophobia yeah. and the yeah, the worst possible things. <laughs> So like, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "This is a person I need to talk <laughs> That's to." That's like being because I was just on those mental health discussion forums. Because um, I was like, "This is where I'm going to get the most research." Like, and you know, I'm going to get to hear some interesting stories. Um, yeah, and you find oh. stuff like that. Like, it's actually pretty common to find some like pretty extreme things like that on there because those people are super lonely. Right. Mm. Well, and for the longest yeah. time, like, I mean, like, just to call myself out, like, I think people would, you know, like our parents would be like, I'm 36, Chris is 40. And um, sorry to out you your age. Mm. Um, but like, uh, <laughs> our, our parents would be like, yeah, everybody's unhappy all the time. Like, just live your life, you know. Like, so, but to like, yeah. So these yeah, were I, not I like discussed issues of like, no, no, no. I legitimately like when I walk in, my fear shifts from like this one thing that I was scared of outside to now. I feel like everything's fucking closing in on me, and this is a nightmare. And like, ugh, I can't imagine. Like, that's that's like being like allergic to like like air and water or something like that. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. We are lucky people. <laughs> there are yeah. people uh, that have a combination of like bipolar disorder and and a split personality mm. disorder. Mm. That's a crazy combination to like have to deal with, man. Like that. Like I can't that's imagine like, being that person. Yeah. That's like so. So it's like two people that are both bipolar. In one brain, I think that's how that would run. That would break down, yeah. I guess. If you like Please. snapped into existence as one person, you could potentially also be like dealing with bipolar as this person, or on the flip side, potentially like inhabiting like another person that also is just having a fucking down moment. But like, yeah, that it, I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, wild. What a combo. Yeah. Yeah. So I, even though I, you know, get anxious and I have, you know, like these kind of like panic attacks and shit, uh, I, I feel very lucky. Yeah. 
Like with 100%. as much as I have learned in the past couple months, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It could always be worse. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> exactly, man. <laughs> Uh, I could drive a worse Nissan. <laughs> so, when I pooped in the bathtub, I just need to tell myself. It all, at least you had a bathtub. Hey, man. Some people, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you had food to poop in right, the bathtub. Right, right, yeah. <sighs> so, you, do you want to... Do you want to break down the the whole thing? Like, I mean, what, there's not much to break there? down. It's it's fast food and vodka and being <laughs> thirty six. Yeah, down, everything so. was broke down. I just thought I had to fart <laughs> while I was like laying down in the tub and and shit in the tub. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. You produced an organic bath bomb. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you produced an organic bath bomb. That's I, I all that happened. At least I'll say this, man. <laughs> like, and thank God that it wasn't. Cause I do love a bath. Like I'll take a bubble bath, but um, this was one of those like drunken um, just, I'm going to let the shower rain over me and just lay down and like not even let the tub fill up. So um, mm-hmm. it was, yeah. After probably a night of heavy drinking and um, I mean, definitely, but, uh, and I think mm-hmm. like Burger King or something like that. And I mean, it hasn't happened in a long time, but, there, there I was, but you know, some people don't have a tub to shit in, so I do feel lucky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> what was your reaction? Out? Did you just chill with it for I a just little stood while? Up. Or? <laughs> I just stood. I just <laughs> was like, "Well, on time's over. I'm gonna get to business. Start cleaning myself." <laughs> I think I was sitting there with a beer, just like ah, uh, like letting the hot water like run yeah. over my body. Um, yeah, <laughs> which is honestly the best place to be if you're gonna shit yourself, right? Like, yeah, yeah. if you're not sitting yeah, on a toilet, exactly. no seconds in yeah. hand. Ass <laughs> There's naked. soap everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah. He is the shittiest <laughs> man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, i just have this uh, note that just says people are dicks and i (laughs) and i know what that's like relating to because i i told johnny the other day i was like man i i have so much to talk about like on a podcast because people have been such dicks lately um (laughs) and one of those actually kind of relates to like so you guys were trying to get cigarettes the other day before the show. There was there was this lady that had cigarettes but didn't have a lighter. Um mm. and uh she gets like super drunk. Uh and I had just gotten like this was at a, a show and I had like just gotten done and I'm like just chilling outside and she's like she's now asking people for cigarettes. And she's been asking people for lighters all night. And one guy like gives her a cigarette and she's like, Can I get a lighter too? And uh, he's like, do you need a pair of lungs, too? And she looked at him and she said, I'll kill you. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, that's all. <laughs> I've been I've like, been that lady before. I'm not going to lie. An entire pack of cigarettes while at the venue and then was asking people for more <laughs> and then got <laughs> mad when someone made a right? joke. I forgot to tell you, Landon. I went to that show in drag. Um... Uh, you were that lady. I knew she looked that lady. 
<laughs> you pulled a Bugs Bunny. You seduced a man. Uh-huh. And then, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I feel like she made that is the appropriate response to that joke, though, right? I, okay, so as <laughs> I will fucking murder you. I've I've yeah. worked in I've worked in like the service industry for a long time, and like I so if if I was ever at a table and like I uh, was like was everything good and they were like no we hated it and they had an empty plate I would love to have just been like I'll fucking kill you. You know, like, I, like, if I was allowed to do that, if I had the, like, fucking autonomy or whatever, like, the agency that I could, the, that I was allowed to say that, 100% would have just made me feel like a better person. All my anxiety would just go away, but. Now, now I'm just picturing, like, an, like an older, like, middle-aged, like, redneck couple with their belts, like, right. undone, clearly looking satisfied. Being like, no, we right. hated it. Trying to get free Send food. It back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, like, <laughs> just, just being nice. Just you know, like, like they're, you know, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I told this story to Johnny through like text. Um, but I was talking about like, like he he got a a homeless man food the other day, and I I told him I was like, oh man, the first time I ever got a homeless person food was like, it was a bad time. Like I, I saw this guy outside of a McDonald's and I was like, all right, I'm going to do something nice for this guy. And I go in and I, I get him like a, a fucking quarter pounder and like a large fry. I'm, I'm hooking him up the, the large drink nice. and everything. I, I bring it out to him outside and he's like, Oh, Oh, thank you so much. And like, you know, he's real thankful and everything. I get in my car and I like look up and uh, like my windows are rolled down. So like I could hear him and, he opens up the burger, like takes off the top bun, and he said, "Ah, oh, it's got pickles in it." And he throws n- not just the burger; he throws all of the food and the drink Mother away. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't pickles on those fries, brother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like I, that was the first time I've ever I had ever been non-verbally told "fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah. uh, dude, uh, beggars can be choosers yeah dude there was one time uh there was a homeless guy that was asking me for money after work i was like man i was like i don't have any cash on me i was i was like i'll walk in here and buy you some food or something and it was like a little convenience store he was like, all right, man, I'll wait right here. I was like, what do you want? And he was like, I want two of the bologna sandwiches, a uh, pack of bread, some peanut butter, and and some, uh, like, a, a 40 or something. So I was like, all right. I went in and got that shit. But when I came out, the motherfucker was gone. Like, I walked around <laughs> looking for him, and he couldn't find his ass. It was like he ran away. Like, there was nobody in the store, so I was maybe in there for, like, a total of five minutes. The dude was like... Like blocks away by that. He's like, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, what the fuck? And then two hours later, then I had all these, yeah. he was sitting in his, oh. his living room eating a bologna sandwich. Did you eat the sandwich? Did you, Chris? Uh, huh? Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> 
I like to think that he was just like, I'm going to give. And then he played a game of Edward Forty Hands. <laughs> he just wanted to give you a treat. It was like, this guy looks like he could use a couple bologna sandwiches, loaf of bread. He just did your shopping for you. What if it, what if it was yeah. a scam by that convenience store? They just have homeless guys talk people into buying stuff for them and then run away and they give them a cut of the money at the end of the night. <laughs> These balonies are about to expire. <laughs> oh, while we're talking about like random food things. Um, so yesterday we had the show at school kids and there's a Burger King, like right next to school kids. If you've ever been over there and, uh, we had like 30 minutes till sound check. And I was like, I'm just going to grab some food real quick for Burger King. And I had like 10 bucks on me. So I like went in the Burger King app and I like got like the two Whopper juniors and two small fries for $6 deal that they have on the app or whatever. So I get Mm -hmm. in there, I order my food. He hands me my bag. I go in, there's just one burger in there. And I like pulled it out and I opened it and I realized that he had given me a double Whopper instead of the two Whopper Juniors. And then he comes out realizing his mistake. He goes, oh man, you already opened it. He's like, might as well eat it. I'm going to bring you your burgers. So I ended up paying for two Whopper Juniors and I got a double Whopper and two extra Whopper Juniors on top of it. Just because this guy fucked up and gave me a double whopper. (laughs) Yeah, small victories, man. Mm -hmm. And then my luck immediately turned in the entire first song on our set at School Kids. The mics cut out. Ah, Ah, sick. Love that. I was like, I wasted all my luck at Burger King. (laughs) (laughs) Transfer to the show. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and, and apparently we weren't the only band that it happened to i had to leave early because i had to work this morning but like apparently every band the mics cut out for at least one of their songs Wait. because what was happening was the pa was registering as overloaded and it would turn itself mm. off in the middle of a song uh, Wait, yeah. so is this a the school ca- like centennial campus like over so it's, co- it's the one on avent ferry yeah, yeah, road yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. like school kids it's right record, by yeah. a- yeah, I'm making callbacks to like three year old episodes of your podcast right now. I don't expect you to remember anything. Uh, I think the one we did, uh, <laughs> the one we did for the um, for the Impossible Whopper was uh, by um, Ultimate Comics and Carrie because we went to Ultimate Comics that day yeah. too. Thanks. You guys mm-hmm. have talked about Galaxy Con a mm. lot. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Galaxy Con. Oh, it's great, man. It's um like uh it it's a local like well, it's not even local. It started as Supercon in Florida. Um and then Mike Broder, the owner, like expanded and and kind of sold off that property. And um now it's in Virginia and uh I think like some places in the Midwest as well. But it's called GalaxyCon, and it's it's a Comic Con, but it also incorporates like stand up comedy, um, professional wrestling, um, just celebrities like like the cast of this show that maybe has nothing to do with comics. Like one year we went and the uh-huh. office, like all the B list office people were there, like Meredith and fucking Stanley, and and um, you know there wasn't like 
Jenna and um, uh, fucking all those people. But yeah, yeah. so it, yeah. it's it's smaller ish, I guess, as far as like celebrity draw, but it's fucking packed out and it's 50,000 people over the course of a weekend and everybody's hanging out. The last time we went was the most fun because um, I was like recently single and just fucking eating a bunch of mushrooms and drinking and it was it was amazing. And we were hanging out with fucking Dana Snyder. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. What what a W. Yeah. That's that's a win there. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty fun, man. Uh we've gone I mean, it's it's super fun. They have panels like uh so you can they have I mean they'll even, they'll have like D and D panels, they'll have like uh uh story writing panels that are like headed by people who write comics and or have written shows. Mm-hmm. Um so there's like a lot of cool stuff like that to go to and then on the it's basically like the fucking coolest mall in ever on the floor. So you go down and there's like artists selling their artwork. There's like any any of the fucking old school toys you you'd want to look for down there. I mean, you're gonna pay a premium for them, but yeah, it's like it's like the best fucking comic book shop you could ever go to, you know. So, um, See, and then awesome. they have yeah, and there's like all the uh, uh, famous people have or the and the creators and and uh, they all have like booth time, so they're just sitting down there in their booth, and you can walk up. Some of them, like, there'll be nobody standing there, so you can walk up and have, like, a conversation with somebody that has made something that connected to you in some way, and, uh, like, it's it's super cool, man. It's definitely worth checking huh. out. Hey, you guys should go. There's one in, in, uh... I mean, I'm already... I'm already local, yeah. so... <laughs> July, it's in Raleigh. That's the best part that I love. It yeah. was, like, Uber there dick around downtown and like catch as many shows as you can and then we're back and yeah like no fuss you know and hang yeah, out at awesome. yeah hang out at the bar at the marriott that's the oh, yeah that's the perfect <laughs> oh yeah well all every everybody is there so like at any given point like fucking like doctor who can be like not a a, a, a guy cosplays it Thing as Doctor Who could be right beside you, but like one of the actual people could also be there at the bar, which is you're just drinking a bourbon next to Matt yeah, man. Smith. It can, it can <laughs> go down at the Galaxy Con. Yeah. Fuck, we should get paid for promoting this. So the whole Marriott bar thing um, reminds me that this kind of unrelated here, but uh, this all took place at a Marriott. Um, but back when I was, uh, I was skating a lot before like the whole knee injury thing, um, me and a bunch of my friends were going to, uh, the premiere of a, uh, a documentary about our friend, Kevin, who's, a he's like a pro skater that's had like two open heart surgeries. Um, and there's like a whole documentary about him called Kevin. And we all went to the premiere um, we got super shit faced at the after party with like all these like film snobs around us, and they're asking me about like 
like skateboarding videos and they're they're like so do you think four three is an interesting aspect ratio to use for a video you'd skateboarders did for so long and i'm like man i'm drunk as fuck (laughs) and and like but we're just all shit-faced for like drinking screwdrivers um and we go back to the marriott because they uh they gave us all like hotel rooms for the night and when we thought we committed a really cool crime this night, um, we thought we did. So we are headed back to the rooms and we see there is this one room that's just open and it's just full of beer, like just, just 30 packs just everywhere. And, uh, we were, and we, we all look at each other, you know, hoodlum, like little hood rat skateboarders. And we're like, let's get even more drunk for free. And so we grabbed a bunch of them, went to the fucking the roof where there was like this hot tub, and we were just sitting in that drinking all of these beers. And the uh, the uh, filmmaker, like the the guy that uh, Mark Thiedman that made Kevin, comes out there, uh, and we were like, look what we found. And uh, he was he was like he's like, oh, from the room with all the beer. And we're like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, that's like forecast. <laughs> and I was like, oh. uh, <laughs> okay, all right. so we're not. Right. Just all free beer. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. On free beer day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a win. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just that time that uh, I I got drunk and stole yeah. free beer. <laughs> He stole fruit balloons on free balloon day. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like, <laughs> I mean, was he kind of being a dick about it? Like, I mean, were, was everybody involved technically? Oh, no, he, crew, he knew or? that we thought we were spotted. Ah, okay. Like, he, yeah, he, he okay. could tell. Yeah. We were being real smug. <laughs> Look what we managed to snag. He's just—I guarantee you—in his head, he's like, "Fucking." <laughs> I will say ten-three ratio, top-notch. But <laughs> I like I—I I, maybe that's the difference. Is like if somebody was talking at me about that, like I would—I would also just uh-huh. be like, "Yeah, everything's great, man." But then just also speak as though I knew what the fuck I was talking about. And um, then later be like, mm-hmm. what did I even say to that guy? Uh. Yeah. I I know at one point, uh, this guy was like describing his like super vague, like artsy film to me that like came off a little mm-hmm. racist, actually. It's- um, <laughs> like he, he told me, it's like a white guy telling like a slave story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, all right, this is already not your story to right. tell, first of all. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, that's not even what I said. Like, he, he was like, what What would you think of that? And I just said, man, that sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> and then he yeah. got up and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> he may have left. I may have just crushed him. <laughs> you hit him with the listen here, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We we have a friend uh, whose mom is trying to like 
get him because they're both like English majors or whatever. But his mom is trying to get him to help him write a, a, a novel, and and it's about like a woman in. Oh, I think that I think it's about like a a young slave, like off to a bad start because she's white, and um, you know, like. But I think there's also like a romance part where like my friend is like, what do you like? You're writing love scenes between like, like the house, like, like wife and and this young slave, and I don't know. I just can't imagine. Sorry, this is probably stupid, but like. He has to write this with his mom and also like uh, like tell her like you're appropriating a culture and you're being kind of weirdly sexual towards your main character. Uh, Yeah, like, yeah, you can't do this. Mom. Dude, just just think about how awkward it is to write erotica with your mom in the first yeah. place, and then add slavery right, yeah. on top of that. Yeah, if it was just erotica, all right, we we already have problems, but now you're adding hey, like, race. Yeah, now you now I, my only suggestion is like now you know that your mom's into bondage <laughs> and some crazy shit. You know, like. Yeah, she's a little. I'm sorry, you have to write an 1800s fan fiction with your. No, mom. I did not. Yeah, this guy. No, <laughs> no, it's no, me. I'm, I'm it's a, that, that guy. my friend is me. Yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god, Tobin's touching shit. Hey. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> blue with mom. No, no. Uh, <laughs> this is a this is our book uh, put out by Oedipus. <laughs> fucking <laughs> production. Also, like if you ever like if you it, like, I guess if you picked up a romantic novel and saw like, oh, this is produced by a man and a woman with the same last name. Maybe they're a couple. Yeah, uh, and then you're like, yeah, mother and son, huh? <laughs> okay, painting this book a little bit, but yeah. I think he gives her all writing credits. Can you Sorry. imagine the? Can you imagine if it became like a New York Times bestseller, <laughs> and they have to do a press tour as mother yeah. and son talking about their erotica? <laughs> She's like, oh my God, tell us about your new book, Eddie Penetration. <laughs> She's just chastising him like I to- he said cut out the slavery and I told him it was a bad idea. Like, <laughs> uh, I told him it'll lose the mm-hmm, its nuance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is our new book, Inappropriation. No, <laughs> no. Like, like they're they're well off. Like they're not like she's never worked a day in her <laughs> life. Like and she's writing a book about <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, housewives gentrified slavery. Well, I think yeah. you're like what what topic is is this is uh fucking engaging or whatever. I don't know, man. I I don't pretend to know. I think it's the I think it's the it's like leftover from the emo kid logic where if it's edgy yeah. it must be good. Yeah. Like, but I mean, he, that's really what it he's boils. 34. His mom has to be 60 or something. But yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, wow. It's yeah. weirder. Yeah. You know what the you know what the craziest thing that like fun fact that I know is that like hurts mm-hmm. me to my core is that Fifty Shades of Grey started out as a Twilight fan yeah, fiction. I heard that. Huh. Yeah, like uh, that show The Magicians actually started as a Narnia fan fiction. What? That explains yeah. the centaur dog. <laughs> yeah, they just couldn't call Hillary uh, a Narnia. dong in that. <laughs> yeah. A lot of dong. Yeah. It's very dong heavy. It's a dong centric show. Yeah. It's, you know, it's I have just... a problem with Game of Thrones. Too much dong. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Too much dung. Dude, Dude yeah. my my yeah. argument for why I've never watched Game of Thrones is like I like my softcore porn to have. Here we no go. Fun. So we're in the same camp. You've never watched it. No, I refuse oh, yeah. to watch it because number one, George R. R. Martin is a creepy right? dude. Like he oh. just gives me creepy vibes. I, what I say <laughs> about it is that George R. R. Martin is just like a. A guy in his mom's basement that got discovered. Um, and mm. then they blew his, like, you know, his, his book's way out of proportion there. And uh, I watched the first episode, and that was already a little too much incest <laughs> for me. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do this, man. I just, it, I don't know. It, it gets, this is the other one that everybody always uses as an excuse, right? I'm like, you realize in the books, like, half of these characters that are having sex in the TV show are, like, 14, right? They're like, yeah, but it's time period appropriate. I'm like, it's a fantasy work. There is no time period. Yeah. <laughs> it could be fucking 400. Like, you could not be, you you could reach sexual maturity at, like, like that. yeah, 100%. Man. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, in the fantasy world, there's no need for underage sex in a fantasy world. There's no need for it. Like, yeah. it's not like it takes place during the French Revolution and has a set period in history where this is normal. You can literally just have adults sleep with each other. They yeah. don't need to be 14. When I was working IT, uh, one day I was bored um, and I was watching uh, one of the uh, the newer, like, Batman animated movies, like the rated R ones that are, like, super, super good. Um, they're like catered towards adults. Yes, rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. Um, but uh, this this chick walks up and like leans over and she's like, "Ah, oh, you watching cartoons?" And I was like, "Are you judging me when you watch an incest dragon show every day?" She's <laughs> <laughs> like, "I didn't even like that." I was like, "It's exactly like that." <laughs> you you know what? This dragon. You know what? My show has <laughs> less incest. Like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I I'm still a firm believer that I would rather watch a TV show about Dragonlance than watch Game of Thrones. I'd watch. I'd rather watch Who's oh, the dude, Boss that- on repeat. No, um, but <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather watch the Jeffersons be uncomfortable the whole time. <laughs> that one where they crossed over with Archie Bunker. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That Rick and Morty where the dragons are all like fucking each other. Oh, and yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that, was, that was a wild uh, episode. They're saying that this this new season has a, quote, too much incest, 
What's what's where's the bar now? This season? Yeah. What's the appropriate level? Yeah, like, uh, no, no, previous one. Oh, yeah. I... Like with the incest baby yeah. and, and then <laughs> Naruto <laughs> Summer and right, Rick's kid. Right. That's the only I mean, like uh, uh Summer and Rick go on like a sex capade, but like that's not incest. Like they're just both in it to, you know, get theirs. So, I don't know, man. Yeah. That's a. He's uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it may may not be official incest, but I don't think me and my grandfather are gonna go out perusing together. Would have been down. Yeah, I don't think me and Pop Pop are gonna go scope <laughs> out the town together, dude. There was a. Well, we ain't gonna be looking for talent, you know. What I like. Saying? <laughs> there was a time, Chris. Do you, I, I I don't know if Dad has told you this story, but there was a time where, um, like, like when Grandma and Grandpa were split, and like they still owned the bar and shit like that. And there was like a mother daughter uh couple that Grandpa was trying to get our dad to be like, "What do you think about that girl?" And he's like, "Oh, yeah, she looks good." And then like he's like. Yeah, I think her mom looks good too. And then Dad had to be like, "I'm fucking out. I'm out of this whole thing." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to be like, Ugh. "I don't even know where it was gonna go." But yeah. Moral of the story is Grandpa. LEA does. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, after he pat, like God rest his soul. Like I love my grandfather, but um. You know, like uh, he died, and we were cleaning out like some stuff, and a hundred percent found some hustlers. And I was like fourteen or fifteen, so I was like, "I am keeping these." <laughs> and like, like there was a little special. It's what your grandfather would have wanted. And every time I saw, it, I was like, "This is grandpa saw." <laughs> you, just, you just like set the lotion out. You set the lotion out. You like get prepped. And you're like, this was for you, Pop Pop. I, I just cheered the air. And then, yeah. When he got that, he's like, uh, one day my grandson will bust to this. Passing these down, it's an investment. Yeah. Yeah. You come. You come from old I come money. From old money. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Can <laughs> oh. <laughs> we call that the episode? Awesome. No, I don't know. <laughs> come from old money. <laughs> A questionable guide to coming yeah. for old money. <laughs> see you coming in. from old. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would they suppress definitely... the episode? This is like we can't push Smart. this to anybody. It's definitely going in the description, <laughs> that's for sure. Oh yeah. It's it's already right. in there. <laughs> it's happening. Huh. Uh. As uh as people that have had like a podcast for uh for a couple years, um what if I'm curious, like what, what do you think your most like interesting guests have been, even if they're not like crazy well known? Um, we had a lot of cool guests. I think uh we had our um, cousin Justin is, and and uh, uh, his wife yeah. Reese, and Reese is like a local musician. That was really cool. Um, you know, uh, Paul's was in a band, so we had a lot of like his bandmates and friends. 
like Dennis and, and Colin. Uh, yeah. Colin were on. That's my mind went to the oh. Reese episode just because it's so much fun. And yeah. we were such assholes. Like we advertised it as uh Reese McHenry on the show and she didn't come on for an hour. So it's just us oh, like bullshitting awesome. for an hour. <laughs> and then uh Reese and Justin got here, but yeah, man. I mean, honest to God, like yeah. having your family on is better than like, I mean, like, I, like we love like conspiracy beer me guys and like everybody like Wes that's been on the show. But um, like that's that's fulfilling is to be like I sat down for two hours and got my dad to be like, all right. So this one time I did cocaine and you're like, fuck it. <laughs> like, this is great. You know? Yeah. Yeah. OK. Sick. Yeah. 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 Oh, hey, I didn't see you there, but while I've got your attention, let me tell you about Kinguin.net. Kinguin is a place where you can buy CD keys for games if you don't want to pay full price for it. So on Kinguin.net right now, you can get Days Gone for 77% off. That is $11.71. Days Gone is one of my favorite games. And if you don't trust that, just listen to what Paul Tobin has to say about Kinguin. You know when you have those CD key problems, and they're just so annoying. Listen, if you need CD keys, this is your best bet. We use it all the time. That's the Tobin promise. Oh, huh. I'm surprised I've never been shot, I'll be honest. Um, I did have a buddy when I was in the army who got shot though. Um, and it wasn't like, it wasn't like overseas or anything like that. It was like in Colorado. So basically what happened was him and my other buddy, my other army buddy, they were drinking, uh, they were house sitting for like one of our NCOs, which is like the people who are above you in the army. Uh, they were house sitting for him. Um, and there was a gun that had a faulty firing pin in it. And uh, one of the while they were drinking, uh, one of my buddies picked up the gun or whatever to go like move it or something. And it went off and it hit my other buddy in the back Uh. of the ear and like traveled through. And he like physically himself pulled the bullet out of his nose. So like it traveled through his ear canal, like completely ripped out his eardrum and went through his cheek and into his nose, like shattered his jaw on the way through and everything. He survived, and he got, like, a full medical discharge from the army and stuff, but, like, it was fucking crazy. Holy shit. Yeah. God damn. So, and the worst, the crazy, the the crazy part was, they invited, they, yeah, Mm. through the back of his right ear and up into his left nostril is where it came out. So, it, like, it didn't catch any part of his brain, any part of his spinal cord. It literally was just soft tissue all the way through to the cartilage of his nose. But the crazy part was they had invited me to come over to drink with them, and I didn't go. Thank God. Oh, man. Okay. So, so hmm. I could have been the one who got shot. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Best decision you ever made. Chris, have you yeah. been shot? No, I haven't. <laughs> we had a... <laughs> what if he was like, yes, and Paul's like, what? I've been shot. <laughs> Breaking news. 
<laughs> back in back in the days of Huff and Creed. Oh yeah, <laughs> pissing this guy off. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had a friend that was yeah. like cleaning no, his gun and shot himself through the leg, um, like cleaning a pistol, and just didn't realize that like one one was in the chamber, and like that's happened, and we were. I got a buddy who blew his foot off too with a shotgun. Oh really? That was an yeah uh, yeah uh, oh. guy guy I work with right now. Oh actually. yeah. Oh, I was thinking um, about uh, yeah. a guy that used to paint graffiti that went by Rex Six because he only had six toes. Yeah. So this guy was. Oh no, that guy got. That was he got. His, <laughs> they were all in the same <laughs> <train. laughs> he was born with a little extra, but just on one. Yeah, and then a little <laughs> nothing on the other. No, it's, <laughs> it's a so his foot one. got ran over by a train. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. He was, yeah. He was hiding under just, a train. Didn't see, oh, okay. I was gonna no. say, didn't see it coming. Or, no, <laughs> he was hiding to hide from the fucking police, and the train moved forward and cut half his damn foot off, and the police caught him. So he got arrested, and half his foot got cut off. So. Man, talk about man? a shitty day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, how does it's he feel about footlers? I think he's got a good attitude. <laughs> oh he's got a good attitude about it. Yeah, he's just <laughs> dancing TikTok. Dude, you know? he any chance he got, he would <laughs> post that damn foot. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I had a I, so my ex-wife had this friend that used to go to this karaoke bar we used to go to in Washington we were living up there who uh like I don't remember how he lost his leg but he would tell a different story <laughs> every time for how he lost his leg uh but then then there was one time where I was just in like a really savage mood and like we were like having like one of those play arguments me and this dude and I was like, I was like, you, you've made your point, but you really don't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> You're kind of propping this one up. <laughs> but no, he tells some crazy stories, like, yeah, I got bit off by an alligator, or like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. So I, I was starting to think he was just born without a leg or like he had it like amputated because of diabetes or something. Most like, likely. Because yeah. it was like, it had to be a lame, it had to be a really lame story for him to change the story right. every time. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, a really good one. He, he just or, or, or all of the stories were true and they all <laughs> happened at once. He wrecked his motorcycle into an alligator's mouth. <laughs> Flip, like, well, <laughs> flipped up the, the wood chip <laughs> into an alligator. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have a I have a buddy who thought he could fucking soak his hand in hairspray and light it on fire, and just the hairspray would would burn off. Didn't he end up like melting the skin off his hand or some shit like that? A hundred percent. Yeah, because I I literally wow. just listened to that episode of oh, your really? podcast today. <laughs> Yeah, Michael Chapin, yeah. author of three, I'm sure. Yeah. Terrible relationship yeah. with 
kids are like, I want to try Axe. He's like, we're an Old Spice family. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's a weird thing with healthcare products because he also tried to nair his balls in his asshole. Oh, my God. I already know how that went. (laughs) I don't. So please do tell. Well, yeah, you tell. So there's a story for them. No, I'm I'm not telling the story. I'm just telling you like backstory on yeah. why I know how that's how Nair works. So Nair Nair is a chemical compound that women use to like uh remove like hair from their legs. But yeah. like on the bottle it says do not put in sensitive areas because it's literally like chemically mm-hmm. burns the hair off your body. So like if you put it on your nuts, you're just gonna get like a really severe <laughs> chemical burn on your nuts. <laughs> You know how gold bond when so, right when you get out of the shower feels like imagine that but just fire involved like oh my god however it feels the dude started yelling from the bathroom upstairs and was like come look at this I was like look at what he was like look at my balls I think something's wrong I need think I need to go to the hospital I was like if you're asking me to look at your balls you need to go to the hospital. <laughs> That's a good point. That's that's a that's a good benchmark for going to the hospital. I'm no like if you if you have to ask doctor. If you have to ask and you're not wearing a khaki trench coat in a corny early two thousands movie. I think there was a part of this kid that just wanted you to look at his balls too though. Me too. He was a fuck. And this this is the same guy who lit his hand on fire. He loved attention. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I'm starting to think that he just loves self-abuse <laughs> at that point. You know, he moved to London, and often he'll just go and commit crimes to get beaten. Um. Yeah, he actually he actually found time travel, <laughs> went back in time, became Jack the Ripper. <laughs> he's just already coming every time the, the cops are there. Yeah, yeah, he is, he is the come-by cop. And then one day you tell him, hey, you know, you don't have to do all this stuff to say you did it. You can just lie. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> He's like, I, I never considered this. <laughs> I narrowed my balls. I didn't even have to do it. He did it, though, man. You learned about lying like, that day. Dude, dude I can't. I, I'm just imagining him applying for health care. And it's like. And he has to list off all of the dumb <laughs> shit he's ever done. Like, like you know, they ask, like, they ask, like, have you ever been hospitalized? Like, yes, I dared my balls. I burned my hand off. Like, <laughs> oh, a few times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, crying company must be high yeah. as fuck. <laughs> uh, this was... All right, we're gonna need a Rolls Royce as a down payment on your health yeah. insurance plan. This was a kid, and I don't know, like, (laughs) growing up when we did, like, pre-internet, like, this was a kid that would have a stack of pornography. And, like, I guess because it was a single mom, and she was, like, maybe at the time it was, like, oh, at least he has a healthy appetite or something. Like, I have no idea what the thought process was. But did you guys encounter that, like, a friend that it was, like, oh, yeah, my parents are fine with this, and they would have fucking pile of like nudie magazines and shit like that like 
so so i grew up like in like the like tail end of mm-hmm. print media um so like you know like we still had like transworld skateboarding magazine and like thrasher magazine and stuff like that but like porno mags kind of like edged out a little bit like because like we had like e-bombs world and like funnyjunk.com and like but like but for sure i definitely had friends that like their parents were way too relaxed about certain shit like i had this buddy kyle who like they they, like built him like a place to smoke cigarettes (laughs) like in his house and stuff like you could just go up to the attic and smoke cigarettes (laughs) in his house the most dangerous place to smoke cigarettes all wooden yeah. attic. Yeah. 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 It was literally an all wooden attic with one. Yeah, just put it out in the insulation. Yeah. 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 Put it out in the asbestos, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and then I then I had another buddy named Josh where we used to go over to his house because his parents just like let him have the basement and never bothered mm-hmm. to come down. So like we would just like drink a 40 of like shitty ass hurricane, smoke a fucking blunt and then like play soul caliber for like uh, six yes. hours on end yeah mm-hmm. ah, the good old days yeah, yeah. we said we used to do the dryer sheets of the toilet oh, the paper spoof. roll to like blow uh, yeah. the smoke yeah, out yeah, yeah. shit yeah. yeah that was that was uh i miss i miss those days where like like because i like was in two legal states uh before i moved back to north carolina i miss the days where it was like a mission to smoke mm. weed like because like nowadays like they don't even give a shit like if you're smoking like even in even in north carolina where it's like you're not supposed to like they don't give a shit like it's so mainstream now but i remember like having to climb like six miles into the (laughs) fucking woods like hide underneath a rock while fucking saying the hail mary nine times that the cops (laughs) wouldn't show up or your parents wouldn't like text you to come home and you're just like right. sitting there in a circle with like the world's most stepped on weed. Like this shit's dick. I paid sixty dollars. <laughs> it was an event. It was an event, and they don't understand these kids. These kids don't understand the struggle of sneaking a cigarette and walking six miles into the woods. Yeah, they don't. A right. Cigarette adventure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have. Shit. Now they're just like now they're just like I'll hide my jewel pod in my binder. Oh, They'll God. never find it. I recently got <laughs> off the jewels. They created a whole black market for those damn jewel pods, making the smoking age twenty one now though. True. All those high school kids oh, definitely. Oh, about that about that age change. So I was in the army when it happened, right? And I, I, I mean, like I was I, over twenty one, but like all of the all of these dudes who could smoke, right? that were in the yeah. army like when the, before it started now could no oh, longer no. smoke because <laughs> like the the age went up to 21 so like all of these people like like we had like just a fucking platoon full of people just going through nicotine withdrawal like Ugh. a motherfucker because they had to wait three years to f- smoke another cigarette and they wouldn't give them like a patch so or like anything, there was like gum no they 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 because they right. like they couldn't like they were legally weren't allowed to give them nicotine so they couldn't do smoking cessation none of that they had to go cold turkey so there's like 50 18 18 to 20 year olds that just could not get nicotine and just had to cold turkey it in the middle of colorado Fun. yeah in the middle of colorado while being <laughs> in the army the most stressful job in the <laughs> fucking world no like, yeah <laughs> 
No, the 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 thing that I always like, like people people are all like, whenever they do the whole like, yo, yeah, I would join the army, but you know, I would have punched a drill sergeant in the face and shit like that. Like that shit always <laughs> geeks me out because I'm like, I'm like, I don't think you realize how scary it is to get yelled at by right. a drill sergeant. Like it is the it is a come to Jesus <laughs> moment. Like, cause like, like, all right. So like to describe like the experience of when you first get to basic training, right. It's not like you're getting yelled at, like in, like they get, they put you in this like sort of like diet basic training first, where you get all your shots and they take all your paperwork and they like figure out what, what schools you're supposed to be going to and all this stuff. And they figure out what platoon they're going to send you to and all that. Right. And you're mm -hmm. like, Oh, this basic training ain't that bad. And then like, you meet your drill sergeants and they're like super nice to you when they first meet you. And then they load you up on the bus. As soon as that bus touches down at like your barracks where you're supposed to be all hell fucking breaks loose. Like they just like take all your bags, throw them in a massive fucking pile. They're like, you got 10 seconds to find your fucking bag. Blah, blah, blah. They're just like screaming at you. You're like, they're like, like put your face in your fucking bag. Don't look away from it. All. Like, it's like, like literally it's supposed to just like simulate like, when you go into like a combat zone and shit just starts fucking popping off like out of nowhere is the basically the idea behind it. And that whole thing is to weed out the people who aren't going to make it in combat. So like they just overwhelm you the first day and like hands down like 12 people out of every platoon quit on day one because yeah. of that experience. Like huh. it's, it's, it's a, it is a fucking crazy experience. And then like, then they have like three phases to basic training. There's red, white, and blue phase. So like when you're in red phase, it's like lockdown city, solitary confinement, fuck you, like basic training. And then you get to white phase and they stop doing like group punishment for when people fuck up and it's individual punishment. And it's mm -hmm. like, uh, so you're held accountable for yourself and not everybody else. But in red phase, if anybody everybody, fucks up, yeah. everybody fucked up. Yeah, and then when you get to blue phase, blue phase is kind of like the transition period where you're going from basic training into like your advanced individual training where the drill sergeants, you know, they'll start playing like music over the intercom and they'll like start like, you know, mentoring you as opposed to screaming yeah. at you the whole time. Like they'll still scream at you, but they're they're more in a mentor role at that point as opposed to like a like you're going to get right mm -hmm. or we're going to break you like mindset. Like you're already right by that point. But yeah. what they do is like if like if you get to blue phase and you fuck up like really bad, they'll send the whole platoon back to red uh, phase for like a week. So the one asshole that like goes so off like, like like and goes and gets drunk and like gets arrested, it's like back to fucking red phase. Crackhead Dave, he just keeps <laughs> smoking crack. Well, so there was we had we had, when we were in blue phase, somebody had uh so you you give your phone away when you first get to like uh basic training like you like they lock your phone up and they give it to you for like phone calls for like phase changes and like to let your parents know that you made it safe let them know when graduation is and all that shit um but i guess at one point somebody had it was back when the iPhones and the iPod touches looked the same uh so somebody put an iPod touch back in their phone bag and then stuffed a paper towel like in the in the like door jam of like the drill sergeant's office where they kept the phones and stole their oh, phone yeah. back. <laughs> and they got <laughs> caught. Oh. 
So, and then we had this one drill sergeant, drill sergeant Vodnik. I'll never forget her. She was like, uh, she was like from South, some South American country. I don't remember exactly which one. And I don't <laughs> want to say it wrong and have her get mad at me. But like, she had like this, she had this whole shtick after that because like we still had to take like the final like PT test and like before we could graduate or whatever. And she would come out and she'd like look at us and she'd be like, good morning, bravo. <laughs> and then she'd like come out. I, like put her hand up to her ear like a like the finger phone thing and she'd be like ring ring bravo it's your PT test calling you're not going to pass you're going to be on my graduation detail <laughs> I actually had a a buddy that had um essentially uh it was like boot camp hell for all the like the weirdest reasons so like he he got into basic and they get like halfway fucking through and he gets this injury in PT that gives him like mm. bone splinters. And uh so they're so they start going through the process of like medically discharging him, but like something fucky happens and he ends up being there for like two more months. And oh, like yeah. they, at at a certain point, every time they, at a certain point, they stopped having him, uh, you know, be one of the people like training, and he was just there. He had his phone. He just lived there basically for like yeah, two months because he was in discharge limbo. Yeah, that, that's the that's the holdovers <laughs> is what we called them. Yeah, and they're like, we we don't really know, <laughs> we don't know what's going on with you, but you're here, so you know. So so basic is like eleven weeks long, and we had a holdover that was from the last class. Um, mm -hmm. but he had he had finished basic, like he had graduated basic, but he was waiting on a top secret clearance to come down because he was a like a crypt crypto linguist like interrogator or something like that was his MOS. And he yeah. stayed for our entire cycle waiting for that oh. clearance to come through. But he didn't have to do oh, shit. God. Like he didn't like But he would go to PT with us. Like he would PT with us and like uh you know, he would eat in the like the dining facility with us and everything. But like throughout the day he would just do bullshit details all day, like mowing lawns, fucking mopping floors, you know, escorting. Yeah, they up. just do whatever. Escorting people, yeah, escorting people to sit call and stuff. Yeah. And then there was there was one point where I had a profile because I blew my knee out uh while I was in basic training where like I had to hang out with the holdovers like uh during PT and like for like any rigorous training or whatever. I'd have to hang out with the holdovers and like we literally would just like get in the back of a truck and like move shit all day. My my one buddy that yeah, went through uh, basic training was just like the thing about it is like just accept the th the fact that you're fucked. Like, um, so he'd get a letter from his mom, and uh, his joke was that he was like, if like your drill sergeant or whatever was like, got a letter, smells like your mama, and you were like, fuck you, drill sergeant. And he's like, I need a hundred push ups, and then like if you were like. Yes, drill sergeant, that's fine. He's like, it's fine. I know what your mama smells like. Give me a hundred push-ups. So he was like, there's no fucking winning in this situation. Like, Oh, yeah. No, not at all. 
And my 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 number one advice to anybody who like asks me like Thanks, when man. they're about to join the army, they're like, "Oh, what what's basic training?" Like I'm like, "There's one rule in basic training and one rule only, and that's yeah. don't quit." Yeah. Like that's it. Like if you don't quit, you're gonna graduate. <laughs> that's the whole thing. The whole purpose is to make you quit. So if you're just like, "Fuck it," you could beat the shit out of yeah. me, and I won't quit. Yeah. Like then you're fine. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Just pass your PT test, learn how to shoot, and don't quit. That's it. I'm going to grab a beer. I'll be right back. Hold on. A second beer break? <laughs> <laughs> I'm honored. I'm, I'm honored. The only thing that would complete this would be if he yelled while grabbing a beer towards the microphone. <laughs> One day. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, we have, uh, we also have a YouTube channel, um, and we, we play video games and stuff. It's, uh, it's called the Spookies Plays. And, uh, we have noticed that as time has gone on, we've kind of become more and more unhinged with the things we're letting fly. <laughs> kind of like the podcast like we're making much more risque jokes yeah and like people are cool with it like did you did you ever have uh, a time where you were like like you figured out uh essentially like oh i can, I can be more comfortable i can i can just say more shit yeah like when you guys were making the podcast i mean we uh pretty much like unapologetically ourselves i feel like on it like mm -hmm. i there's nothing i don't i don't try and hold back i mean there is some stuff that's just like personal stuff that we just don't talk about on there but yeah of course once uh once somebody's like yeah it's cool to talk about it then we will go into it you know it's uh i don't know i i uh I do feel like there's some stuff that I've said on there that I'm like, somebody could hear that and take that hundred percent the wrong way. And I would be prepared. If somebody was like, I'm offended by this, I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm a fucking moron. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm just an idiot. I'm a normal person, <laughs> you know, like, what do you want I, from me? You know, like, I will uh, say my my favorite uh chris segments of your podcast though is when when you go when you go and this is how i fucked up paul as a kid yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep. i mean yeah i'm leading the blind for a while yeah well because just just because i'm the younger brother like in my in my like thing uh yeah. my family like I grew up as the younger brother, and now I'm like the adult brother with uh, a kid stepbrother, and I'm like I've definitely fucked that kid up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't realize it at the time, but then you're like, oh yeah, that was I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah that was my fault. Nah, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's also super interesting to see like. I guess brothers with like, like I know you guys don't have a crazy huge age difference, but like the age difference you do have that like get along so well and are like, like you guys are very much like best friends. Yeah. I, I would say our best friends, like, I mean, 
there i think yeah. like a commonality between like once once we hit a certain age and our parents got divorced too when i was like 13 and chris was like 18 i guess um and like not to sound shallow or weird but like we connected through like let's let's get high and um you know like started smoking weed together and stuff like that and then um yeah like it it, it it really is like it, like not to be weird about it but like a blessing to like be able to you know hang out and do this and like i think obviously like through these forums and stuff like that like we could even if somebody moves somewhere else like we could continue to do this so it's fucking cool yeah yeah but he was a dick to me <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm a shy pooper because Chris Definitely would just that. walk by the bathroom and just slam on the door. <laughs> oh yeah, I've had to heard that part. Overcome oh, my man. shy pooping. Uh... <laughs> oh, I've I was listening to one of the earlier episodes you guys had and you were talking about going to panic point or whatever <laughs> and, and you were talking about how like chris could couldn't deal with the guy who popped up out of this fog because oh, he yeah. just punch him in the face or whatever <laughs> i was scared of that man yeah <laughs> you know what's funny is i have a i have a but so the my buddy uh jaden who did the music video uh that my band released uh for our song black box um he actually directed one of the attractions at panic point this year damn nice yeah so when you brought up panic point i was like i know it (laughs) it's the one with the black hole right where like you go in and there's this giant or no that might be clayton fear farms panic point is a different one yeah Yeah. no Panic Point's the one that's like right, way out right. in the woods, uh, and it's I think it's it's north north of Raleigh. I want to say I don't know. I've I have a very very bad sense of direction here in like the triangle because like everything is always like east west. Like, there's no like yeah. north south out here, and I grew up on ninety five where everything right. is north <laughs> or south. So like. When I go to Raleigh, like even though I'm north of Chapel Hill, when I go to Raleigh, I'm like, yeah, I'm going north to Raleigh, even though I'm just going right. east. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I have no sense of direction in North Carolina because everything's so horizontal instead of vertical. Same. <laughs> Speaking of Raleigh, um, so I've heard this mentioned uh, on y'all's podcast, uh, this drunk run thing yeah. in Raleigh. What is this all about? Well, um, they have it, it started as a fraternity hazing, and it's um, like you run, like, I think it's like a 5k, I think it's like fucking almost four miles. Oh my like, God. you're supposed to eat a dozen donuts and maybe even drink some beers at like some spots, but definitely started as like a hazing thing, and then now. Like it's it's the weirdest tradition for a city to like maintain because there's fucking like buckets for people that like you're expected to puke at the end of this. Like you're like I like Oh my god. I, go ahead, sorry. I'm not gonna lie, the first time I heard about it, I was like challenge accepted. 
<laughs> yeah, man. Is that just because that's that's, that's that's just that's just PT in the army, baby. Like right. I got this. Well, and people can do it too. Like people people do it without puking, and God bless them. But I would, I I think I'd. Do you think <laughs> yeah. they train? Like. I'll start with a half. Like, I don't get a dozen donuts and then get pissed drunk. Yeah, I'll work my way up. I'll have like a, of a, a can of beer mm-hmm. and a donut, <laughs> and I'll work my way up. Dude, I I feel like there like can you imagine if there was like sponsored teams for that run? There's like there's like Team Krispy Kreme and like Team <laughs> Duncan, and they're like fierce <laughs> rivals. And they're like sabotaging each other <laughs> on the run, like. Just dunk, baby. Turn this into a corporate <laughs> sponsored event. <laughs> team Duncan. And then there's what and then there's just like a bunch of like weird hipster dudes yeah, that are like true, team Dunk. Uh, <laughs> and then there's hard mountain dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I tell you what, the most and then the most like jacked like Russian Soviet like level of like performance enhancing drugs. Or for like a local <laughs> Korean like like donut shop. Their donuts are the best. <laughs> if you've had them, you'll know. <laughs> yeah. They are. They are. There's so there's one. There's one in. Uh, I think it's Mebin, like right out right. here by me. That like I don't. Like, it's got the most generic donut name ever, and they only make like a small batch, and you have to make it there like right when they open to get the exact donut you want. But they're so like good like like you eat it and you're just like like it's like that scene in scrubs when he finds like the when a turk finds like the perfect lunch bench and when he sits down it just turns into a beach scene (laughs) (laughs) we have speaking of food places there is the most interesting food truck that has uh, appeared in my town and it's called king fries and it's a Dragon Ball Z themed food truck. And yeah. it's like, it's all like chicken. Um, and they have uh, what they call like fusion fries. And it's this like, they have like three different sauces and like nacho cheese, bacon. You can get Nashville hot chicken like over the top of it. And it's just like super unhealthy <laughs> comfort food. But you it's like the best thing I've ever had in my life. You know what that reminds me of is there's a spot in South Point Mall in Durham that they like put in like I think uh, maybe like a couple years ago. It's called Buena Papa, which is like yeah. good, good potato <laughs> in Spanish. And uh, but yeah. what it is is they they literally just they they have like like seven different variations of fries. But what it is is they like they they literally fry just your serving of fries and then they toss it in like vinegar or whatever the fries are supposed to be seasoned with. And then they have one that's like Greek where they top it with like chicken, tzatziki sauce, and like pico de gallo. And they've got one that's called like the Mexicano where they like put carne asada on it and stuff like that. And it's like a it's like a choose your own like dirty French fries joint. And it's amazing. They have one that's like the Carolina and it's got like and it's got Carolina barbecue on top of it and shit, dude. It's so fucking good. Oh yeah. All right. It's in South Point Mall. I'm there tomorrow. (laughs) Check that. Yeah. Yeah, it's All it's right. in the food court. It's right next <laughs> to Charlie's. 
right. My, my flight leaves in the morning. I'll be, I'll be there. That sounds awesome. It's I don't like want to like talk it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like talk it up to be like it's the greatest experience I've ever had at a food establishment. But if you're drunk as fuck at South Point Mall, that'd be the place I'd go. <laughs> I'm gonna show up like airport drunk. Get some fries. Uh, you know what's funny is like RDU is not that far from uh like RDU Airport isn't that far from no. South Point Mall at all. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like it's like I'm four exits up, bro. Like <laughs> Yeah, I'm training for the run, so I'll get pissed go. drunk at the airport and oh, sprint <laughs> over there. They should do a chili cheese fry run. That should be the next one. Oh my god, can you imagine? So what you're saying, Chris, is that we're going to get together, we're going to workshop sponsors, we're going to do the chili cheese fry run, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you my questionable guide and open stuff shit, and it just is a PR nightmare. In, in association with <laughs> Ultimate Comics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's the four of us and Snoop Dogg as like the creators. Yo, this I could just see Snoop Dogg be like, "Yo, man, this too he ate a lot of chili cheese. <laughs> this shit nasty." Like, <laughs> oh, 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 Lord, he throwing up over there. Dude, you mentioned airport drunk, uh, and uh, like, is is that a different kind of like? I think airport drunk for me is like. It's when you spend too much money okay, at an airport okay. to get drunk. Uh, like an amount you're ashamed of because uh, everything's so expensive. So it's just like right. drunk, but more expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's middle class drunk. I was associating, I think you're allowed <laughs> to be a little bit more drunk than than usual at an airport. Because you're like, I'm about to, I'm about to get in a oh, metal yeah. fucking tube. I have a story okay. to go along with this. I, I have a story to go along with this. So I have actually found out there is a drunk that is too drunk to fly. Okay. So I was living in Colorado at the time and I had uh I like I, I was with this this girl and uh she was a very nervous flyer and she decided to drink like a pint of fucking uh like kraken rum before we got on the plane. And um like so it was we were just flying out here to North Carolina for the weekend so that my dad could meet my girlfriend. And um, we were flying Frontier, the shittiest airline in the fucking world. Um, and uh, some guy threw up in the terminal, like four like terminals down or some shit like that. So when we went to board the plane, because she was kind of like, you know, like doing the I'm a little drunk, I'm snoozing, I'm leaning on my boyfriend thing. They told us we couldn't board the flight because oh, she was no. visibly drunk. Oh, man. So... And then the next flight out was the same exact time, which was like 10 o'clock at night on the next day. So like it was a Friday we were flying out. So we ended up flying out on Saturday, hanging out for three hours uh, and then having man. to fly back because because Frontier Jeez. wanted to be shitty. And you you blame it all on the guy that puked. Like if that guy had. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. 100%. If that guy had held his shit, we'd have been fine. Mm. So yeah. that guy was what we Oof. like to call too drunk to fly. 
Yeah. I also would have explored yeah. the um she just took an Ambien and then they're like, oh that's fine. Like that's you know, like it's like Yeah, they're like well, oh, the, whatever. The, the problem the problem is when you drink a spiced <laughs> rum, said... you smell that shit. Yeah, yeah. like, oh no, it was me. <laughs> like, like I'm, no, I'm, I'm the inebriated like big one. red. <laughs> 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 she she had twelve churros Listen. before we got here. It's it smells like fireball <laughs> and regret in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, it smells uh, like gin made out of elephant dung in here. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was the greatest prank I think that Chris has ever yeah. pulled on y'all's podcast. Was giving y'all gin and then having a fucking segment on the the shit talk where he was just like, "Yeah, and they make gin yeah. out of elephant shit." <laughs> Is this that gin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that's awesome. Uh. 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 I haven't made it past 2020 on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Listen, well, yeah. No, no, no. Take <laughs> you your time, noticed. man. They're there. They're there. They're and every every time you guys are like, nobody listens to this, I'm like, I'm listening. Well, we got to keep it. Nice. <laughs> one of my... So, one of my favorite things is you guys have a bit about how no one listens to your podcast, and we have a bit about how everyone oh, listens to the podcast. <laughs> And so, yeah, uh, it was a very interesting dynamic to see that you guys had an entire bit around that. And in every episode, we referenced that everyone in the entire world listens to this podcast. We're about to explode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what the, the thought that I came to today, I was like, some people yeah. will listen to this podcast. <laughs> 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 yeah, we're gonna we're bridge the gap. It's it, this is the podcast version of the immovable object meets the unstoppable force. Yeah, Schrodinger's yeah. pod. <laughs> Will they, if a podcast is on both, we both have everyone and no one. <laughs> hey, we're we're the only two five star podcasts That's true. out of Raleigh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, when you have you six go. reviews, yeah. it's uh, easy to have a five-star podcast. Exactly. <laughs> hey, we have exactly oh, nice. six reviews as well. <laughs> on, uh, I think it's on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we have six. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. six, and they're all five-star. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, we have some Audible reviews. That was interesting to discover. What? Yeah. I haven't yeah. read them yet. Lively. Let's read them. Let's there's, see what people have to say. There's an audible. Yeah, I don't. I don't even look at that at audible. Bullshit. All right, here we go. Here's, <laughs> it's an All anonymous right. user. They said, "Landon and Johnny are both funny, smart, and were able to keep me laughing." I've listened to this this three times already. Great chemistry and ability to hold your attention from beginning to end. If you guys have not downloaded and listened, you're missing out. It's a must. You'll not be disappointed. Hope everyone enjoys this as much as we all have. Can't wait to hear lots more from these two talented guys. And whose mom was that? Fuck yeah. That's dope. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing. It's anonymous mom. 
if it if if it was my mom, she would have been like, "I'm so <laughs> proud of my boy." <laughs> She's like reviewing the the episode where we talk about come by cop. She's like, he's really out here doing it. Rafe's such an imaginative <laughs> boy. Yeah. Or my mom, my mom's the type of mom where she would either leave a five star review with like a "I'm so proud" or a one star review. Like you don't know, like. My mom would be like, my Terrible. son was far too vulgar. And put like a one-star <laughs> review on it. <laughs> so here's something we haven't referenced in a while. Um, someone mentioned to me the other day that they laugh at the descriptions for our episodes. Um, mm. And there's uh, that exact one, the Come By Cop episode, is called A Questionable <laughs> Guide to Alcoholism. And... The description is Johnny and Landon explore their lacrosse movie idea. Tommy Wiseau <laughs> dies for lacrosse. Religion in Mina. Landon starts a cult. Come by cop. Nutra system. And GTA Ooh. Extreme Sports. Um, Moth Squatch takes a vacation. It's <laughs> uh, Jesus versus Moth Squatch is in. Uh, oh, yeah. You talked about uh, Romanian racism in an episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of oh, callbacks yeah. in this episode. Let's be yeah. honest. Love it. This is a this episode is now called a yeah, questionable right. guide to callbacks. Questionable guide to a <laughs> questionable guide. Dude, I'm fucking getting drunk. Um yeah. sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sick. That's uh, no, it's okay. Every episode is like an escalation. That's just <laughs> that's how it goes. Our main goal is to, by hour two, be as unhinged as humanly possible. Um, yeah, it, it gets to a point where we're like, okay, we All have right. to stop. Cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I didn't have to work at three in the morning, I'd be shit faced right now, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I work for Waste Management. Oh, right I pick on. up dumpsters all day. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta get out there early. Yeah, and I drive from Hillsboro all the way out to fucking rdu airport where our fucking depot is every morning so i have to wake up at three yeah to get there by Ooh. five so it's late fuck i thought I early <laughs> <laughs> i said i thought i had to be at work early i, I get up there <laughs> like, but the cool thing is i get off by like two o'clock three o'clock though so like it's not it's like not... it's not terrible i mean and plus i get paid by the hour so like because I'm at work for like 12 hours a fucking day, I'm getting like way yeah. too much overtime. Oh, yeah. So, That's like, I make, good. yeah, I make like $20 an hour for the first 40 hours or whatever, and then I make $30 an hour for the rest. It's not bad. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> it keeps me, it keeps yeah. me in my <laughs> shitty RV apartment. So, see, I, I'm in this like, this fucking phase of like, like I go to work for like eight hours, come home and immediately start working on all the other projects we have going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> just grinding. So it's like job and then second job. Like, yeah, he goes, he goes to job and then he comes and he talks about how Red Hood is a libertarian <laughs> utopia. Exactly. Like we we did a uh well we're we've been recording um us playing Gotham Knights for uh YouTube. Nice. And that uh, has been fun. We have <laughs> we actually now have more Gotham Knights footage than oh, a yeah. lot of other games we've played. 
and I, I'm really excited for us to splice all of it together because we intentionally don't spoil any storyline. It's literally just us being <laughs> super unhinged while playing. Yeah, it's <laughs> just essentially the highlights. It's it's very much like clip humor. So it's just like any funny things we said while we were playing the game. And in that way, yeah. we don't yeah. ruin games. I, go ahead. We have a running joke. We have a running joke for Gotham Knights. Where whenever Batgirl starts talking, you just say, <laughs> shut up, Babs. <laughs> um, I might have to change my shirt because I think my cat jumped on me and then sprayed me. Like, my cat, like, my shirt smells like piss oh. right now. So or Maybe I just peed on myself and didn't realize it. <laughs> so now you piss are officially <laughs> piss drunk. <laughs> one more and then I will be uh, I'm just avoiding these fucking texts I read you the, the first line of the text is like I'm really hurt by your actions like alright yeah. oh my yeah. god oh uh, my god take that uh, speaking of uh, uh, troubling texts I just get like a random text from a fucking Washington area code that's like, hello, new number. Like, Who the fuck is this? And then it's my ex wife. It's my ex wife. Uh, She's like, this is my new number. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I felt so violated that new I just number. got a hello, new number. <laughs> like, and it, and it got sent twice too. Like, like it double sent. So I got two yeah. hello, hello, new number, new number. Be like trying to party, trying to party. But <laughs> I was like, "What are you trying to? You trying to buy real estate off me with a weird hyperlink that I'm supposed to click on with some crazy Reddit font bullshit going on?" I don't in know it? how many texts I get that are like, "You live here," and then it will give me my address, and then be like, "If you're trying to sell this home, I'd be interested." And it's like, I fucking rent. But you also know where I live, and that's disturbing. <laughs> like I don't. I yeah. love the ones where they yeah. where they just guess a name, and they're like, "It'll work on at least fourteen people." And like, it's like, "Hello, Clarence, would you like to sell your property?" And I'm like, first of all, if I was Clarence, I wouldn't go by Clarence." Okay, all right. Second of all. What property, right. bro? I live in an RV. What would you go by if your name was Clarence? See money, C-dog, yeah. straight up. All right, I'm changing shirts. Hold on, you guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we've lost half of the podcast. Now we're doing our own podcast, Chris. You see this? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> we're both the oh, damn, that's tight people for our podcasts. So it's like there's no flavor commentary here. Yeah. <laughs> We're both then, the straight man. This is what happens when you put both of the straight man people in the same room. Two straight men. Yeah. We're back. <laughs> the name of our, our spinoff podcast. Two straight yeah, men. Yeah, spin- two straight men is our spinoff podcast. <laughs> and it's just us going, damn, dog, that's crazy, to each other on repeat. <laughs> you say. You're two Nobody straight Nobody cares. Yeah. Two and a half. <laughs> We know what we do is we just we just bring ridiculous people on as the guests yeah. and then we just straight yeah. man them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. 
<laughs> two and a half straight men because I'm kind of bi. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so me and my me and my uh, side project have this joke because our drummer always takes his yeah. fucking shirt off when we're playing. We're all gonna wear shirts that say it's not gay <laughs> if you got a shirt on. And then, and then we have another joke because our bass is all because uh, our one of our our guitarists, Chance, always talks about like he's like, like I'm fucking stupid, bro. I get it. So we were all gonna wear I'm with stupid shirts, and he was gonna nice. wear a shirt that like just that. says stupid. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then when we played the we played a Halloween gig this year with that band, and we all like wore like our costumes. We all wore T-shirts that just said <laughs> what we did in the band, right? So yeah. like. I had a t-shirt that just said vocalist on the front of it. And then the the screamer in that band who plays bass, we put rhythm <laughs> vocalist on his shirt. And then, then we had guitar on the other on the guitarist shirts. And then Patrick, our drummer, had a shirt that just said <laughs> I hit things on it. And then there's one song at the time. We only had one song that I played guitar on. So when my guitar part came up, I turned around and on the back of nice. my shirt it said wannabe guitarist. Dude, that's like a fifty dollar bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, because because uh, uh, our drummer, his mom has a, a, a oh, cry cut or whatever. Okay, so we All just right. had to buy the go. shirts. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, it was it was um, funny as hell. I don't know why, but I used to when I would skate. Um, I think there the there was like a popular video called "This Is Skateboarding," and so I just wrote with Sharpie, "This is not skateboarding," and um, would like go skateboard, <laughs> and then um, yeah, like I got a few laughs, I got a few chuckles out of that. So I'm guessing you were skating in like the Minic Mahdi. So probably 98 is when I started and then probably stopped again in like 2002 and then started again when I was 19. So 86, 96, like 2005 ish. And then really skated a lot until like two or three years ago. Um, uh, yeah. So oh, okay. it, like a, a friend of mine and I like opened up like a, a skate park, uh, Stoke city. It doesn't exist anymore, but, um, if you want to like revisit that, um, but yeah, like, I don't know. It was, it was a big thing like skating growing up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, me, both me and Landon both skated growing up. Landon's way better than I ever was, but, um, you know, cause like I grew up, in the DC area in mm -hmm. Wood like a town called Woodbridge. And at, when I was growing up, we had the largest indoor skate park in the world for a little bit because Vans built a skate park in the local mall. So like everybody skated. Cause like we had the world's yeah, largest yeah. indoor skate park. <laughs> like so it was it was just kind of like a thing. And it, it like and it was something that your parents were just like, yeah, here's three hundred like three hundred dollars. Go buy a skateboard and stay out of our hair for like a lot of it because like I was still in the generation of come home right. when the street lights come on. So like it's cheaper than like a pool membership. Yeah. Like, like just go to the skate park. Yeah. 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 And then, and then I like, and then I, when I joined the army, I kind of mm. like gave up skateboarding for a while. 
because it's like I'm in the army. I didn't have time for it, and if I got hurt, then I'd get in trouble and shit like that. And then, then I got fat towards the end of my army career. Like I, I started packing on the pounds, and I tried to skate again, and it's completely like oh, it's yeah. like in another language now because like I used to weigh like nothing, so I could land completely sideways and just like roll away from it. But now right, I'm like I have right. to land perfect. Yeah. No, it it shifts <laughs> even when you gain like twenty pounds, which is where I'm at. Like it, like the board feels different. So yeah, yeah, I'm like a hundred pounds up from when I was skateboarding. Like, because I was like, I was a real small kid. I was like 120 pounds at like my peak in high school. I was like 120 pounds, and now I weigh like 223. A sign of wealth. Mm. So like. <laughs> <laughs> More like a more like a sign of I got married. <laughs> you know what looks good? Crystal Burger and uh, Absolute Vodka. Um, <laughs> that's how you get the tip. I'm like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna slam an entire six yeah. pack of fucking Oktoberfest and just you know yeah. not move for three yeah. days. <laughs> Sounds like Ben Martin. there. <laughs> there right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm there right now. <laughs> so, like, we don't like that's uh, what's weird about Raleigh, and maybe you can speak on is like we don't have a slider like a White Castle or a Crystal. Like, you got to go to Tennessee to to get that shit, and like. Is there a White Castle here, or is there yeah. like is the slider game just non-existent? So, so like the only place that I could think of to get sliders mm. here would be like Red Robin. But like, I don't think we, I don't think we really have like a fast food like joint here. Like the only thing I could say would maybe be comparable to like a white castle like right. it wouldn't be sliders right. it'd be cookout you know like because yeah. cookout burgers aren't very big and they're fucking dirt yeah. cheap just like white castle would be yeah um and then and then <laughs> and then i would say like honestly like but the little independent fast food joints out here in north carolina just blow the doors off of everything else though like char grill up yep. there in yep. like north raleigh area is oh, fucking yeah. awesome and then you got like fuck. Then you got cookout, obviously, which is fucking banging. Zaxby's is out here, which is in yeah. a lot of places, which is banging. Like, I mean, there's like a lot of like the independent shit out here is way better Definitely. than like where I grew up. Even like, yeah. and I grew up, I grew up only like like eight hours north. You know, so like, but like. The one thing I d- I will say that I like about North Carolina is there's still a lot of independently owned like bars, um, in comparison to like DC area and like DC area like everybody would go get drunk at Applebee's. There was no like this is the local bar. Like it was like you go to like Applebee's or like All American Steakhouse. Like it was like restaurant bars were the bars, and then like. I moved down here and it's like, yo, dude, you want to go to this weird bar that's got a yeah. fuck ton of oh, arcade yeah. machines? <laughs> like, <laughs> Not to, like, to interrupt you here, but have you ever taken a shit so hard you have a That's So Raven <laughs> vision on the toilet? <laughs> that was me, man. I like I thought things were all good and done. And my stomach was like, I don't feel so good. 
And then, like, I had that twinkle in my eye. Lost <laughs> consciousness for a little while. And then your shit was just like, tell me about the rabbits, George. Yeah. <laughs> well, and when when there's a designated time of like I need to be back to my desk or I need to be doing this or that, like that puts a different pressure on a shit that like doesn't need to exist. Doesn't it does. Need to, you know. Oh, right. This <laughs> reminds have me to be so violent. This <laughs> reminds me of a gr- a great shit story. Um. And that we're gonna we're gonna cross reference y'all's pod with this. So I was playing I was playing NHL on the Xbox, and I had to take a shit while I was playing. So I like told the guys I was like I'm gonna go take a shit real quick. I'll be right back. And I left and I came back and I was like, all right, I'm back. And they're like, did you have pants on? So apparently I went into the bathroom and took a power shit so quick that I got back and like. 30 right. seconds to 45 seconds. <laughs> they thought I was just like, they thought I was just sitting in my living room naked because there's no possible way I could have shit like that. But in actuality, it's just because like my couch and my bathroom were like right next to each other. So I just like walked around the corner, sat down, did business, got up, and then fucking went back. <laughs> the, the power duke. No, th- this one was just all business. So like, I then, then, it. It, then they started. Then for the rest of the night, they started calling me Wyatt Earp because I was the fastest shit in the West. <laughs> yeah, we. I had a buddy one time went in and took a shit, and he came out like way too quick. We were it was uh we we're at a wrestling tournament. We had been cutting weight. We just made weigh-ins. We were about to go out to eat and. Uh, this dude was like, hold on, I got a shit. And he was just like in and out like instantly. And I was like, dude, did you even wipe? He was like, I didn't have to wipe. I shat clean. I shat clean. I don't I feel like, believe you. I feel like the shat clean shit is the <laughs> yeah. most unhealthy shit you can ever possibly stone. imagine. Yeah, he's like, bro, they're like solid that- cylinders. That man had to break out the poop knife for sure. <laughs> I, like I think his claim is like you know like which which I guess is kind of relatable where it's like you ever go and then like wipe once and then you're like I guess everything's good and then like yeah like yeah I guess that's business. But, uh, that's a young okay. man's game. I haven't had one like that in a long time. <laughs> And then on the inverse is the one where you shit out like a three centimeter fucking turd. And then you have to use half a (laughs) roll of toilet paper to get the shit off your ass. Have you ever ever had one so big that like you look at it and you're like, was this gay? Um, I actually have a story about that. So do you guys remember um, Oxy uh, uh, like acne pads or whatever? Like they would come in like it's almost like I'm like I'm enjoying a a cool zen right now but it would be these um like circular things that you would open up i guess one time chris and verify if this is like false or whatever like i think a lid to a like a you know i i keep wanting to say maxi pad but i know that that's not what it is an oxy pad yeah yeah yeah. um (laughs) fell in the toilet and you were just like well it and just like flush the toilet 
Um, so like it created this like thing. It was like a barrier <laughs> where it would flap open. So sometimes the toilet worked and sometimes it didn't. And like our dad had to like take the toilet out <laughs> of the house and like this giant turd ended up falling out of it. Like I remember specifically standing in our garage <laughs> and like dad being like, holy shit, look at the size of that turd. And I was like, that's not that big of a turd. And he was like, why did you do that? And I was like, why is that abnormal? <laughs> He's like, this is alarming. Like, like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're both just asking each uh, other fucking Mexican standoff. Uh, <laughs> are, you, are you telling me that whoever right? did this may not be in good health? <laughs> is that a thing or yeah <laughs> yeah i'm concerned for this person dad then the toilet worked and all was well <laughs> uh, could be any one of us so so you know how like people hmm. get like colonoscopies and something and stuff like that like, it, what if somebody only got, like, half a colonoscopy? Would you call that a semi-colonoscopy? A parenthesis. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> uh, semi-colonoscopy. Fuck, I had another one that was like that. God damn it. No, that's good, though. <laughs> Uh, I had to bring out bring out the Love puns. It. It, it was necessary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my like favorite pun of my favorite pun of all time will always be what would what did the fish say when he swam into a Damn, concrete yeah. wall? <laughs> Damn. Damn! I played the good bad yeah. joke if I had it. Dude, I'm, I'm yeah. just now getting a message from Craig that's like, "Hey, you're recording." It's like, "No shit, you're you're even telling me you started at five. <laughs> you're just now letting me know." <laughs> like, hey, we're recording now, and Three then it's time stamped five ten p.m. <laughs> yeah, all right, appreciate that, bud. So, uh, thank you for listening to this. Whatever this has been, it's been like my favorite episode of the podcast so far, man. Like, um, but also, oh my god, Johnny doesn't even know this. We're on Twitter now. We finally made a Twitter, uh, per the 10,000 Facebook messages I have where they're like, Hey, if you post it on Twitter, I'd see more of this. Um, <laughs> so now, uh, I think you guys were one of the first people we followed. So it's uh, at Q Guide Pod. Is our is our Twitter, and we're probably going to post some really stupid shit on there. So there will be links in the description. There will also be links to Tobin's talking shit in the description as well. Um, oh, I thank appreciate you, so you guys much for, for coming us. on, dude. We'll have to we'll have you guys on our podcast too, man. I cannot thank you guys enough. This has been. And like really fucking fun. Like that's so much It's it's been a pleasure, really. Um <laughs> Yeah, thanks thanks for listening.